0: Hey, everybody, my name is Josie. I take my clothes off for money. I also subscribe and listen to pop culture leftovers. Woohoo! I think I'm gonna have to crack open a strawberry. Isn't gonna do anything for me. No. It's like a refreshing drink versus. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's like, hey,
1: I just cut the lawn. Let me have a Mike's Hard Cranberry. (laughs) 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 I just got done planting. (laughs) And then you drink it and then go take a shower and you have water for the rest of the night. You know what I'm saying? I want to see somebody get drunk as fuck on those only. Oh, God. 23 later, they're
0: fucking stumbling around. I know, I, I, I know who could. Who?
2: This guy. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking Mindstorm side you little bitch. I'm going to get fucked up. up. <laughs> <laughs> side <living> Dude. <laughs> they're not midgets.
3: They're like, they're called they're little people. people. Don't call them midgets, midgets. damn it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a, a fucking midget. midget. I'm, I'm a hot at you son of a bitch.
4: <laughs> Episode 10.
3: There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp bread. But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids. It,
4: it, it's a trap.
3: Good to toss it, good to taste it. do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party, subculture, spill over like a vulture. over counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. still pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture,
0: leftovers. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers. This is episode 10. We are back. I'm Brian Frederick. Dan Hill. Jason Piper.
4: Jake Elliott. And and we're the Leftovers. Leftovers.
0: And joining us in studio is Mr. Chad Michaels. Chad Michaels. Welcome back, Chad. Welcome back. How's it going? This is going to be your last week and with studio. us in studio right right before yep.
5: your big move to maryland before the big move but that's okay because i'm like your sixth favorite guest anyways oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and
0: you're going down and down on the list every week, every so. week. <laughs> <laughs> like the show <laughs> right yeah we're, we're like the fucking titanic <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> taking everybody with us <laughs> no shit take jake with you by the way <laughs> can, you, can you can you stuff his ass into a suitcase <laughs> uh, hey, hey jake do you want to get a maryland driver's license <laughs> (laughs) Crickets. Uh, Yeah, I I did want to uh, shout out the band Love You to Death. We haven't we haven't talked about them in a while. Our theme song is from a band called Love You to Death, or from Canada. And uh, just check out their website www.loveyoutodeath.com. You know, when you're there, buy their music, uh, buy a T-shirt, or just send them an email and thank them for our kick-ass song. I mean, absolutely,
4: our song is.
0: Oh yeah, we do have an amazing song. Um, that's about it that's about it everything <laughs> everything else on the show uh, including yourself dan yeah i was getting ready to <laughs> actually much, say that <laughs> pretty much success so.
4: <laughs>
0: um, jake you had some fun in chicago this weekend i'd like you to tell our listeners about
4: that um yeah i went to go see uh she and him which is uh zoe deschanel's band and uh M. ward uh, they sing like 60s style pop music um it was a lot of fun it was general admission so i forced my way to front row and cheered like a 16 year old girl for zoe deschanel the whole time and it, it was pretty great and <laughs> i can actually see that thing yeah i i screamed out i love you and she screamed back to me i love you too while making eye contact and i stood there and swooned
0: <laughs> that's awesome dude I, I'm, a, I'm a i'm a fan of hers i know jay i've heard you rant about her on facebook
6: before yeah <laughs> yeah, I could do without her.
0: So. <laughs> I enjoyed her um, in uh, The New Girl and then 500 Days of Summer, which is also directed by Mark Webb, who did The Amazing Spider-Man. Hmm, right. Just thought I'd yeah. throw that out there. But I loved her. I love her in New Girl. They just wrapped up their second season. Wasn't she an elf? She, she, was, was. An elf. Yeah, she was. She was
2: an, an elf. She was a great role. She was good in that, too. too. I did like her yeah. an Elf. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But
6: if you I
4: think <laughs> her music is really great, though. I'm a huge fan of her music. She's got a unique voice, and it's uh, a singing voice, I mean.
6: Yeah, I hate it. <laughs>
2: right? She's like, she's like, <laughs> you know, like, what is what is that? Like she's, a like, female she's like, she's like Kermit. Kermit the Frog.
6: Yeah, but like a
7: female.
6: Yeah, and you know, I just I'm, I know.
7: J- I'm zoe <laughs> All
2: right, that I was just weird. Want to joke <laughs> um,
0: This week, pop culture leftovers got some great news when we filled our position for the head writer on our website. Uh, We're proud to announce David Griffin, a talented writer, and even more importantly, a good friend of mine is going to be writing on our website, www.popcultureleftovers.com, which brings me to my next big announcement. If you're an aspiring writer, uh, and you love geek pop culture, and you're willing to share your love for the genre for free, uh, if your answer is, yes, I like to do those things, then we're looking for you. Um, Just show us what you got. Write an article about anything in geek pop culture, and then send it to our head writer, Dave griffin at domesticateddave. at gmail.com i'll repeat that Domesticateddave at gmail.com remember this is a non-paying gig uh thanks and we can't wait to read your submissions can't wait so if you were a big fan of kids in the hall you might want to listen to this one dave foley of the kids in the hall is in a new movie called live nude girls that's going to be in production from now until sometime in july It's from actor and producer Mike Hatton, who has spent his entire life savings making this movie possible. Live Nude Girls is a feature film comedy set in a 1980s Los Angeles strip club. It's directed by the hilarious Jay Leggett. It's the story of Shane, an average guy from Chicago, who inherits a gentleman's club from his estranged uncle. Shane leaves the Midwest with his party animal best friend, played by Harmar Superstar. Our hero hopes his life We'll get a fresh start, but once in L.A., Shane discovers the club is practically out of business and that he's also inherited an out-of-control gang of employees, a dozen wild strippers, and an insane booze hound of a business partner played by Dave Foley. Mm -hmm. With the help of a beautiful cocktail waitress played by Anne-Marie Tasmino and a superstar exotic dancer with a strange talent played by Brie Olson star of over 200 adult films, who's also been a Playboy cover girl, Mm -hmm. Shane does whatever it takes to save the club and his new life while accidentally making strip club history. We were very lucky to interview him yesterday, and I wanted to play that interview for our audience on this show. Uh, So, Mike Hatton of Live Nude Girls. Enjoy. All right, with us today, we've got joining us Mike Hatton. He's acting and producing... The live nude girls starring himself, David Foley, and I believe Andy Dick is in the film. So we've got Mike Hatton with us today. So we're very pleased to have you, Mike.
7: I like, oh, thank you. I like how you called him David Foley, it sounded so official. <laughs> <feel> <laughs> David Foley.
0: I would call him Sir David Foley, actually. I should have called him Mr. Foley because I I've never I've never formally met him and so I want to be respectful.
7: Right. So you're just like, um, can I call you David? It's like it's
0: like I'm I'm worried about him being my father in law one day. Like, How are you doing, Mr. Foley? That's a wonderful jacket you're wearing. Right.
7: But Mike, we're really happy. Down, guys, I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're we're glad to have you on the show. Now you're doing this. You're doing this movie, uh, live nude girls. Yeah, it felt awkward for me doing a search on Indiegogo for it because I'm usually doing a search in Google for live nude girls. Right. Yeah. So or, that was a little.
7: Or you, different. if you're smart, you have a separate browser that your uh, that your wife or girlfriend doesn't have access to, uh, right. like I do. Yeah. I, mean, I, was right. actually, I was
5: actually using my private browser when I googled right. it just to make sure I didn't get the wrong thing. No, just kidding. Honey,
7: I don't. I don't use Safari, honey. I don't even use it. You know, it's very. It's not user friendly, honey. Don't go in there. Right. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> so you can't. So you can't see my last search of uh, you know lesbian lactating girls. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> has there has there been any uh any strife with the uh, with the wife for uh
7: for your movie? <laughs> you know what, man, she has been crazy she's been crazy supportive and it's nuts because you know most women are would be really freaked out that their husband would be, you know, producing and oh, yeah. starring in a movie with uh, you know, these these girls with these women who are coming from that industry. So, but she's been really, you know, super supportive about it. I mean, just I, I I couldn't ask for a, a more you know I couldn't ask for a better situation with that. It's freaking crazy because most of the time like I just like I remember with the the you know one of the scenes we shot I actually you know uh, Bri Olson and I got to kiss which was cool. <laughs> wow, um, nice. But uh, <laughs> right, you guys are jealous, aren't jealous. you? Jealous. No, uh, <laughs> I, I do remember uh, you know her when she read that part in the script. She's like, Oh, I see, I see. You're gonna you know you're gonna make out with her. <laughs> and, it's like, and I was like, oh, are you really mad? She's like, no, I don't give a shit. I know it's <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Right. It's And it's not really exactly <laughs> surrounded by, you know. 30 you know 30 people on set you know with three cameras in your face and, and hot lights and not that i'm complaining because i still enjoyed it but still yeah right <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's I, uh, yeah I'm, I'm sorry i got lost in my imagination there right so. I was thinking
7: about it, yeah. <laughs> you're like can i be your can i be your stunt mouth <laughs>
5: <laughs> i'll stand in if you need somebody
7: like, ladies and gentlemen, Stunt Mouth by Chad Michaels.
0: <laughs>
5: I don't know. That <laughs> might go the wrong direction, too.
0: <laughs> okay, let me ask you how did you get your start in acting? And what, what are some of your influences for uh, you know, acting and, and, and comedy in general?
7: um that's a good question i uh, i originally started out as a tv reporter and uh worked uh worked in indiana where i'm from right next door to you some of you guys there oh yeah uh i'm actually from outside chicago so i grew up going to watching second city shows and things like that and um i got into tv reporting and then Mm kind of knew i had the acting bug but never really did it in high school or anything and then uh and when I was in college and, you know, thought, oh, I could be a news anchor. I want to be the next, uh, you know, news anchor guy. And then I was like, no, fuck this. This sucks. <laughs> so. <laughs> right. I. Um, so when I moved to California, I knew right away that I, I wanted to get into acting. But I, I had to, you know, I'm from the Midwest. I don't just move somewhere without a job, you know, and, I, and I'm and i not I wasn't just going to throw it all into the wind and say, let's see what happens. And so I was working at the time as still in TV, but as an entertainment reporter. So it was kind of cool because I was dabbling a little bit in the industry and I I was about 22 at the time and thought, oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start taking acting classes. So I actually started taking classes at the Second City here in L.A. Oh, wow. And, um, cool. and as, you know, as far as influences go, man, I mean, just, you know, Saturday Night Live, the kids in the hall. I yes. Mean, you know, and obviously we can get into that a little bit with working with Dave. but. Right. Yeah, man. I just I've I've been, grew up watching comedy and and just and I always had a cheater box growing up, so I've seen every you know weird obscure movie that there is. And you know my my I was taken care of by my older brothers while both my parents worked full time. So it's like uh, you know it was it, I saw so much garbage on TV that you know my influences were like Porky's or like you know all these bad eighties <laughs> comedies like Just right. One of the Guys. <laughs> right, right. Porky's so, is awesome. Um, so yeah. So. <laughs> I, uh, after training at Second City, I was still working as a reporter when um, a classmate and a friend of ours, uh, Bill Hader, got picked up for Saturday Night Live.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're big and, fans uh, of his.
7: Yeah, I mean, he obviously, you know, he's he's not doing very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'll, be, it'll be nice when he finally gets his break. That guy,
0: he gets the yeah, shaft him, all the time. I
7: asked him how he was doing, if he still talked to us. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I was famous enough to hang out with him, no, I'm just teasing. Uh, so you know, it was one of those things when he was he was leaving, and he was actually it was weird. He was discovered by. Uh, Megan Mullally from Will & Grace, Megan Mullally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she's great. Yeah, she's amazing. Well, she took us all to dinner after a show and was, like, kind of critiquing us, and we were over at this deli here in L.A., and and, and her husband is Nick Offerman, and Nick's on Parks and Recreations, you know, he's Ron Swanson. Well, Nick's right. little brother is Matt Offerman, who's also one of my co-stars of Live Nude Girls. I and saw that, yeah. Classmate of mine at Second City, so, you know, they were taking, us. you know, they were kind of just hanging out with us after the show, and She's she's kind of critiquing everybody and she looks over at Bill and she's like, You're amazing. You you know, you've gotta you've gotta meet Lauren Michaels and Bill is just like, Ah yeah, whatever. Like, you know, who <laughs> who says that? And right. and even so, who's gonna actually arrange that, you know? Sure. So she did.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs>
7: And then, you know, I mean, he still had to audition and, you know, prove that he could do what, you know, he did up on stage with us. But, I mean, he did it and he's amazing. He's a genius. So, anyways, he said to me when he was leaving, he was like, dude, if you don't ever quit your job as a TV reporter and actually try to just do acting and producing and whatnot full time, you're never going to do it.
6: Right. Right. Uh,
7: I was about, man, that was probably seven, eight years ago now. So, I, I did. I took his advice and within a few months, I sold my house and quit my job and moved to LA and wow. it's been a very interesting ride ever since.
0: That's awesome. And so okay, you've got the Lauren Michaels connection. Is that how you got in contact with David Foley? No, man. No, okay, interesting.
7: <laughs> uh getting Dave attached was actually a bit of a fluke. Um we had another actor involved who um <laughs> we had another actor involved who ended up falling out at the last minute. Okay won't get into sure. too many details but uh the actor fell out at the last minute and we were desperate and by last minute i mean we were shooting the night before it oh, like oh wow. you know, we were we were we were up it was like midnight and we were shooting at like 6 a.m the next day wow geez so and and you know when you're doing these things independently it's just you know it's a freaking roller coaster so it was just one one blow after you know something great would happen and then you know something terrible would happen so oh my god right uh, <laughs> A friend of a friend, actually a girl who's in the movie and a guy who's who's in the movie as well, they're friends with uh, the kids in the hall uh, and actually it's uh, a girl who I went to second city with as well, and she uh he called Dave and kind of told him the predicament that I was in and told him how much of my money I had spent on this project and uh, getting it going and Dave was like, well, what time, ta- you know, let me, let me call the guys. And, you know, he, he called us and he was super cool. And he asked, I mean, he only asked like three or four questions. He's like, Oh, what's it about? You know, you know, and he's like, well, you know, and he was like driving home for the improv as he's like on the phone with us and, wow. and the, the teacher at second city, who you probably know him from uh, uh, in living color and the million other things he's done. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Jay already knew Dave, and, and, and Dave knew Jay. And so it was like, you know, it was just one of these phone calls of like, it was real quick. It was like, oh, you're doing this? Okay, it must be legit. <laughs> um, which is funny because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's and uh, he just said, "What time's call time?" And I was like, "6 a.m." And he's like, "All right, I'll see you at 10 a.m."
0: <laughs> I just told I just told Chad about this yesterday, and Chad watched the trailer on the IndieGoGo page. Yeah, and he texts me after he watches it. He's like, "This is fucking hilarious."
5: Yeah, like I mean, just the, the by the way, the trailer you did. It was great on Indiegogo because his lines that he delivers on there were just so – I mean I don't know. It's Dave Foley and I, I love his style of comedy anyway and it's just the way he delivers his lines and he just – he's kind of dry and just, just hilarious to me and so did really
7: well on that. It was, it was cracking me up. He is a, a fucking genius. I mean there's no, there's no other description for, for the way that guy is. I mean he, he would – he walked – like that's the other thing. Like I would have thought, oh man, he hasn't even seen the script. He didn't have to, man. I mean, he showed up on set.
5: Wow, that's and, and, you know, crazy. I mean,
7: and it's all that—it's all those years of TV, man. He looks at his pages for like five minutes and then sets it down.
6: <laughs> wow.
7: And then, wow. you know, kind of went into a corner for a minute. And then he'd come out and he'd bullshit with us for a minute. And then he'd go back and he'd kind of run things. And then, you know, and then he'd come in and, he, and he'd do everything off book. When and that was a genius. So how many, and, how many days did he actually film? Uh, we shot four days with Dave okay. last year. So um, he... Uh, yeah. So he, he came out for four days and we shot the whole thing over the course of those four days, the whole thing of what we what we originally shot.
2: I so, see, right. um,
7: you know, in this next series of, of shoots that we're doing uh, in a couple weeks here are the uh, the pickup scenes that we're inserting to finish the movie. So okay. Dave, uh, another thing, too, about Dave that was so amazing, like those lines you saw in the trailer. Yeah, there's there's too many. To, to to choose from. I that's mean, there's, right. there are literally so many lines that that he and a lot of stuff, dude. He improvised. I well, mean, he's an improviser too. And the director obviously has a comedy and improv background. So it's one of these things where it's like, hey, Dave, this is what we're doing. Go with it. And there were scenes <laughs> that entire five ten minute scenes of the movie that the director would say, "Here's the premise. Here's what we're going to do," and then. Dave would just run
5: with it wow right well that's what I was wow, going to ask like between having Andy Dick or you know Dave Foley and kind of working with them and 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 having that where they can just come up with stuff on the fly I would imagine that would be pretty awesome to uh, to work with them was it was it hard to keep a focus on the set sometimes
7: yeah, uh, absolutely, because everybody's, like, joking around and goofing around. But that's how all comedies are, I think. I mean, sure. you know, you just have to have a – Jay's a pretty good director in terms of, you know, having fun and then knowing when to say, all right, it's time to work. Um, but, yeah, it was it was hard to keep focused. Plus with a bunch of naked girls running around. You know? oh, right.
0: Oh, well, yeah, yeah, there's that.
7: Yeah, A lot, a lot of well, things are
0: I, hard. I was, <laughs> a lot of things are hard. A lot of hard. things are very hard when you're <laughs> working point. around naked girls.
6: Right. I, I was going to ask, you know, how – I mean, you write comedy comedy um you do stand-up too correct yeah okay this,
7: I, I did a lot more before I, I had my my kid and so i yeah but right yes. <laughs> <laughs> so,
6: so how t- hard is it to write for you know these these girls who you know they don't have a comic background necessarily and then also to write for people like dave foley and andy dick like how hard was it coming from a writing to to actually Romany for other comedians and and stuff like that
7: well, you know, it's funny. I came up with the original, I guess you'd say, screenplay treatment, whatever, and then I knew that you know my my strengths are more in the producing and acting realm, and not that I'm saying I, I'm discounting my writing because a lot of my you know jokes and bits are in the movie. But Jay uh, Jay Leggett's a, a much more seasoned writer than I am, and that's one of the reasons I hired him was because I knew that he would have an easier time to right, do that. Right. So as far as you know, making the script more and writing a lot more of the jokes, Jay really kind of brought it in, shaped it into what it became. Um, as far as writing for the uh, for Dave and those guys, I mean, like, you know, Dave could read a menu and it would be funny. So <laughs> writing, writing for Dave is not hard. Right, uh, okay. <laughs> writing writing for, for Bree now, you know, Jay uh, Jay took a meeting with Brie, and you know, wanted to meet her. And obviously, you know, he's you know knew who she was and, and was familiar with some of her work. And you know, it's funny when we were doing the research for this, which you know, I, I loved doing all the research for I'm this. I'm sure when it was horrible. These girls, which we'll talk about in a minute, but uh, you know. We had to find clips of them actually acting. And, you know, Brie, I think Brie's a pretty good actress. I'm being honest, man. Even in some of her adult work, she did a uh, picture with, uh, you know, she did like a Scooby-Doo parody for Adam and Eve. Oh, and, wow. Uh, dude, I mean, right. she's really funny in it. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the, the lines were terrible. But, like, she, she has this this weird timing. And so, and Jay would wa- watch her do some, uh, some, you know, because she's been retired now from adult films for a few years. So we right. he watched her do some stuff on YouTube and on uh you know, she's big on Twitter, so she'll post these videos, and he watched a rant that she had one day about Bank of America, and he thought, oh, I, 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 you know, he got her kind of her pace, and he thought, oh, I can get this, I can I can write to this pace. So that's what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and in addition to that, he also, like, you know, the character that she's playing is kind of a, a Chrissy Snow, if right. you will, you know, from Dries. Right. So he just, you know, he, he would write the lines to this pace that he saw her it, naturally have, and then, uh, and he knew she could, you know, memorize stuff, so, it you know. And she. like
0: it sounds like Jay knows how to, to write to people's strengths.
7: Oh, totally totally and that's the other thing too about jay is that he as an acting teacher you know who came out of second city i mean when i before i started classes at second city i had not had any experience acting you know i mean obviously it was a little different because i was a tv reporter so i was used to being in front of a camera used to talking and you know my shtick was being funny or or at least thinking i was being funny Uh, (laughs) but, but uh yeah but jay uh really you know he's used to working with people who were coming in off the street and not having any acting experience so jay you you know that was not a problem for him, but to be right. honest, three was one of the easier ones. Like for instance, I remember when uh, Asa Akira got this set, she was she was pretty nervous because she, you know, her she's only experienced with adult stuff, and at the time, Asa is not. You know, she's she's still relatively. I mean, she's not now, but when we got her, she was were She'd only been doing it a few years. And, you know, I mean, most of her adult scenes are not like these, you know, these parody movies and whatever. They're just straight on adult scenes. So, you right. know, it was working with those girls that would have made it a little uh, what you would think more challenging. But it wasn't. They were great. They all came to set. They, you know, everybody showed up on time. Everybody knew their lines and they uh, they kicked ass. And like I said about Bree, she went toe to toe with Dave Foley.
0: Wow. Nice. That's impressive. Wow. Very impressive.
7: Yeah, and she didn't. She didn't get nervous at all. I mean, I was like, "Holy shit, it's fucking Dave Foley!" You know. <laughs> <laughs> Not only am I acting with him, but like he's technically working. Oh, I know.
0: I would have been. I would have been starstruck. I mean, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
7: tell me. And I've met. I mean, look. As an entertainment reporter, I've interviewed big, you know, Brad Pitt and Kevin Spacey and like you know all these Academy Award, you know, type right. names. And like, dude, Dave actually, yeah, I was just like, oh my god, Dave Foley, because you know, growing up, like kids yes. in the homes, yes. you know. Everything.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. Kids in the Hall. I grew up watching them. Twenty five years ago. I mean, uh, you know, I, we had HBO. I would watch has them it on been HBO.
7: That long? Oh and my god, has it really? You know yeah. what?
0: It's been a long time. I mean, well, their, their, <laughs> their last season was nineteen ninety three. That, yeah. that's yeah. The, the final it, season of kids in the hall and it started in 1984 yeah so, no 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 okay. it, i think it was like 19 no, they might have started it
7: wasn't 84 no way no, no, they Well, they, were, they, those guys were like writers on snl yeah um, yeah
0: you're, right, you're and, right
7: and they used to write
0: jokes for johnny carson and johnny carson they'd give him the jokes when he would read them he'd say this one comes from the kids in the hall
5: oh okay yeah and that's, that's right. how they
0: got their name is that's what i've right. heard so
5: gosh i just can't believe it's been that long yeah. Basically.
0: Yeah. yeah. But uh, there's
5: yeah, so, there's still
0: such an influence on a lot of comedians today, and we can see that with Mike Hatton. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
7: yeah man. He... Uh Working with Dave was a dream come true, and I'm grateful that he, you know, came out to our, you know, quote unquote, little set and little project. Which, you know, it's funny when we when we did what we did last year, we didn't know how big it would, you know, that we could make it. And once we came back and really saw what we had, we thought, oh my god, this is amazing. This is so much more than you know what we thought. And that's when I thought, you know, how do we do this? So we, you know, we spent some time working on it in post and figuring how are we gonna how are we gonna shape this into a feature. And that's really when I thought, you know, and I and honestly, like with the names that I. I have attached like there are there are people that approached us about you know investing or, sure. or getting involved and you know production companies that came to us and, and some of the even a, a major comedy website came to us and they all you know they all had they all had crazy demands and we were just like well you know they want us to recast or reshoot something or just you know somebody wanted us to start entirely over and I'm like right. well, what, what we have is great.
2: Yes. Right, so,
0: yeah, so you're lucky so, to have be in the time where we can do this Indiegogo. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a perfect timing for this kind of a movie.
7: Well, right, and I always looked at Indiegogo like it was like, honestly, man, like I was like, oh my god, I I, I don't want to go out and ask my friends and fans for money. Like that's right. bullshit. Like I should be doing this the traditional way and getting financing, and you know, and to some degree, we did that already. We did that with the first part of the shoot, and then you know. I, I looked at it and I was like, look, man, we don't need a lot to finish this. And that's what became when Jay and I got on, uh, decided to go with this. I talked to everybody in the cast and I said, here's what we're thinking about doing. And, you know, before, because, you know, it's just one of those things where people have this, you know, stigma about crowd crowdsourcing. They really do. Right. And, you know, I mean, I guess I can thank the, uh. Kristen, Kristen Bell, you know, Rob Thomas project there, uh, for Veronica Mars. And yeah. Zach Braff.
0: yeah. <laughs> so, right. yep. but,
7: but you know, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm on the other side of that, you know, line from them too. Like, don't get, I have celebrities in my project, but we're not, you know, I am not Zach Braff. I right. don't make a million dollars, uh, you know, for two episodes of scrubs that's running, you know, in syndication forever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that guy, I could go on about why I just think that it's, that his situation's wrong. <laughs> but,
2: right. Right.
7: But, uh, <laughs> But you know, mine. It's like we're just a group. We're we're a couple of guys trying to get this done. I'm well, not. I'm and not it's, rich. You're, I'm not it's, a famous actor. So I thought, you know what? Let's let's see what happens. Let's see how this thing takes off and and find out if we can do this. Sure. And it's
0: you and Jay's vision, and nobody's going to be able to taint that or take it away from you now.
7: Speaking of taint, we've got some taint shots. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect segue. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and that's the thing. I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I have, I was approached by some people, and they all had some different visions, and they wanted to bring in different people and different uh, casts. And we look, we've met, we've met with enough people over the course of the last few months that we know kind of where we stand. And and they were like, yeah, we want to, you know, take this in a different direction and do this. And it's for, for me, it wasn't about the money. It was not about. It was just about making a funny movie and just getting out what we, you know, what we shot. And I have all my friends in this thing. Like I said, half the cast are people that either I know or Jay knows or, you know, people. uh, And then obviously, of course, the adult stars who I think need to be given a a shot at this at some of this mainstream stuff, especially Brie, because she's really she's a good actress, man. Yeah, really yeah from,
6: the, from the trailers, I was just very impressed by what they were doing. I mean, it's not a long trailer or anything, but it shows pretty much all the characters and uh, especially the girls. That's why I asked you about the writing. Um, it, it, it's it's cool because they are they they pull it off, you know, and they're funny and they're also cute and attractive at the same time, you know.
7: Yeah, I mean that was the thing too. I wanted to make sure that when we did this, it's like we're in a strip club. I didn't want it to be, you know. I, I wanted to make sure that it was still sexy, you know. Right. So. Yeah.
6: Definitely. Definitely shows that, but it also shows their acting. And I was also going to ask you about your character's kind of. He he's kind of thrown into this, and he's kind of the you know the the sanity of this crazy kind of environment. What what made you decide to use this as kind of the back- backdrop for the film? And and for the you know the comedic beats what what was it about strip clubs and that that world that you know made this story drive or made it funny
7: for you? Uh, that's a good question man. You know I don't really know like why I just thought it'd be really funny to set something in a strip club. And I haven't I mean off the top of my head everything I've ever seen uh, you know in a strip club was like uh what was the one with Demi Moore and uh Striptees uh, Striptees uh, yeah. Oh, Striptees yeah how could I forget yeah. the title?
3: What <laughs> <laughs> was the one about the girl who did the strip teasing? You know, like,
7: <laughs> that really funny, and I was just like, "That's got to be a funny universe." And like, I mean, I'm sure at the same time, you know, you could make a drama about it because it's also probably just as dark of a universe as it is. Right, right. So, I like that
6: about uh, this too. The it does kind of. It's a dark humor. It's a, it's a dark comedy.
7: uh I don't I don't know if it's a dark comedy to be honest. We, I mean, we have a couple of of, of dark and and you know blue jokes in there but no I don't I don't think it's dark I mean some of the lines in there about the club foot or what did that make the trailer did you see that one
6: yeah oh yeah that did
7: <laughs> like you know some of that's in there but yeah I, w- I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a dark comedy I would just say more of it's a, it's a comedy set in a place that could potentially be dark but because <laughs> it's in the 80s, it takes place in the 80s which was like a fun time when everybody oh, yeah. was having you know doing doing drugs and having a good time and like that's you know we think we can kind of get away with more than you know what if somebody was making one in a club now? Sure. Oh
5: yeah. Is the is the kit car actually in the movie?
7: Yeah, we got Kit from Night Rider. That's, <laughs> That's
5: awesome. awesome. <laughs>
0: did you, did you get Mister Feeney to play the voice? <laughs>
7: you know what's funny, dude? I had talked about maybe trying to reach out to him. Yeah. Because we originally had this thing where my character was going to be, like, tripping on acid or, like, <laughs> like, like self high in the car. I'm, I'm sold on the movie right now. <laughs> I know. And we had this, like, moment where, like, I was like, what if I'm talking to, I forget the guy's name now, but, yeah. I mean, he, was, he still works all the time. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know, it would be funny if he was like, you know, hello, Michael, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but I think getting him would probably be really expensive and out of our budget. But, right. Whatever. I don't right. know. Maybe not. We got Dave Foley and Andy Dick, right? Yeah, exactly. You You know, know. and
0: I remember watching the Ben Stiller show as a kid and and just thinking Andy Dick was hilarious. I mean, you've got two comedic geniuses in this movie. I I, I remember I was just looking on some of the Indiegogo projects and I saw David Foley's name and I was like, wow, I've got to check this out. Watch the trailer. That's when I got a hold of you, And uh, you know, I, I can't wait for this movie to come out. I'm definitely going to donate. So
7: Oh well thanks a lot, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And one of the you know, some of those cool perks there on Indiegogo have yes. been uh, I mean a lot of them have sold already. I'm surprised yeah, that some Brie, of them uh,
0: haven't yet. Bree uh, Olson is uh she got sold there for the for the date. Five
2: thousand
7: right. you make it sound like uh this is sixteen hundred
2: buttons.
7: Uh <laughs> <laughs> Bri Olson. Uh, yeah, we stole <laughs> the date with Brie. Right. Um, yeah, it's a cool opportunity because, like, you know, like we, you know, she's going to take a fan of hers to the premiere, and you know, we, 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 you know, obviously corresponded with the the gentleman that bought it, and I mean, she's really excited. Like, you know, this is something he's like. Um, not only is it, you know, the thought of, you know, getting to come on and be in, you know this, uh, opportunity to come out to LA and, uh, you know, go to a movie screening and a, a big Hollywood premiere. Well, I think, you know, a quote unquote big Hollywood premiere, um, but, uh, you know, he gets to go with, uh, you know, a beautiful girl on his arm who happens to be, you know, somebody he really likes. That's awesome. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Yeah. Now you mentioned like some of the scenes with David Foley where he maybe like ad libs or just, just keeps, you know, it just keeps the conversation going. Is some of this going to be on, like, these cutting room floor clips, are they going to be included
7: in the DVD and Blu-ray? Absolutely. Awesome. Man. We have, we have all this this crazy kind of uh footage. I mean, and it's not just Dave. I love – by the way, you keep calling him David. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I apologize, Mr. Foley. Dave.
7: You <laughs> keep calling him David. That's so awesome. Uh, no, uh yeah, a bunch of the stuff is going to be included. I even said to the guys as we're doing this, like – everything that, that's funny that we clip, I'm like, we have to include it in the, uh, you know, deleted scenes. Yeah. And because we have, it's crazy because, because all of us have an improv background and it's not just, you know, Dave and Andy, obviously who are hysterical. It's, you know, Harmar superstar is right. uh, really funny and super talented. And, and he and I met years ago, taking classes at upright citizens brigade. Ooh, and nice. I, it turned out we were neighbors for a while here before he moved to New York. So we kind of ran back into each other and, you know obviously his career's really gone well and i was just was like dude you want to do this movie and he thought yeah hit me up when you get the script or whatever and then he read it and was like all right when when can <laughs> i be <laughs> so he's and he's hilarious, and he did a bunch of improv. And um, another guy is the assistant to uh, the Honey Badger on YouTube Christopher right? Gordon. Christopher Gordon. Yes. So, um, you know, he's, he's Randall's assistant. And so uh, he and Randall obviously worked very close together. And uh, C- Christopher and I did uh, improv together for years, and he's extremely talented and hilarious. So he's in it. And obviously, Matt Offerman's hilarious. So everybody was doing improv, even Bree, man. He was re-improvising. Asa was improvising. Like it was like – because once – I feel like you're on – when you're on a set like that, once you know that you have permission to kind of be funny, Mm -hmm. you get funnier. I mean every – Yeah you know how it is being around funny yeah. people just, just fun playing off of them yeah, and, you just, and f-
0: you just keep it going you just
5: feed off of each other right. and i would think with that much talent on the on the set they would just be crazy oh yeah so just sit back watch what the a, hilarity what a, what a hell, hell of a four days man that would have been awesome yeah Oh,
7: it's incredible man and like i said i mean it's not it's not done yet i mean we're shooting here the july 8th 9th 10th and 11th some pickup shots and Sweet. scenes and we have opportunities for people to come out and join us on set and you know be a part of it and you know aside from the You know, the big perks of, um, you know, taking Brie Olsen or Asa Akira or Nikki Benz, who we just added to the cast on a date. You can also, uh, you know, come to set and get a lap dance from Tara Patrick, who I'm really excited to work with Tara. I mean, she, you know, she was bigger than, you know, all these girls before, you know any of it so she's you know getting her in in this opportunity now to cross over and do a mainstream movie she's only done one other feature film and it was overseas so it wasn't even released here so kind of getting that you know first thing too and tara's uh finally kind of you know she's a mom now so she kind of you know started you know wrote a book and kind of you know got out of the scene there for a little while and now she's like getting back into it now as this new crossover you know person And, and she's so cool in person you would not believe it like she's so awesome
0: oh that's awesome now tell us about some of the perks that you can donate to some of the maybe some of the uh you know the smaller ones and then some of the bigger ones that are still out there
7: uh well some of the smaller ones obviously you're just pre-ordering the film on uh you know you can pre-order it for 20 bucks you know that and we will deliver those via a download um if people just want to follow us it's 10 bucks and then they get a free uh pass inside to a uh, deja vu which is actually where <laughs> we shot the uh the, the we actually shot it at the deja vu in downtown Los Angeles on uh, the 101 so nice. uh you know yeah so and then we actually integrated them into the plot so Um, And there's some pretty cool historic things that happen throughout the movie that, you know, that are interesting. So we say that those things took place at a deja vu, which I think everybody can relate to because those are all over the country.
0: Uh Yeah, Yeah, yeah. we've got one here. I've, I've actually been to the one in Springfield, so... Right. Yep, Springfield. Yeah. Do um, they still have the same slogan? Hundreds of beautiful girls and three ugly three,
7: ones. Three, yeah. ugly ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. Every so time
0: I, I go uh, there, is because it's called deja vu. I say, haven't I been here before? <laughs> I feel like I've been here before.
7: Right? T-shirt. Do I know you?
0: Yeah, exactly.
7: <laughs> uh, have I been inside you? No. Okay. No way. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for, you know, for fifty bucks, guys can get uh, what we call the two drink minimum, where you can get the DVD, and that's that's the one that's going to include all of the extra clips and extra, you know extra features and and deleted scenes and things like that. And that's that's for fifty bucks to get that and a poster. Totally worth um, it. Um and we're calling it Live Nude Girls Undressed and Unrated. Nice. Nice. Well done. Um, <laughs> that'll be like that. and that'll probably be a longer cut. Because to be honest, we have a lot of footage. So you know whatever gets released officially we'll probably have to do a second cut and that'll be the unrated edition where we we get to show get to show even more taint (laughs) (laughs) everybody wants yeah Yeah. sorry guys there's no taint Uh, uh for 100 bucks we call it the lap dance where you can get like a digital download of a lap dance from one of the girls or you know for 500 bucks if somebody wants to actually come to set they can come to set and be a backgrounder. When
0: you say come to set, you mean just go there physically. Yeah. Yes. Not not uh, not the other, not okay. the other come. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah,
7: okay, not a, yeah. not a you know ejac- <laughs> not in an ejaculatory way. <laughs> right,
0: right. That's a little offensive.
7: Hey guys, that's the wrong set. All right? <laughs> um, so yeah, so we've got um, so for five hundred bucks if you know if somebody's in the LA area or you know, wants to come out to Los Angeles. I think it's a pretty cool opportunity to come and hang out on set, take pictures with everybody, and you know, "quote unquote" be in the movie for a thousand bucks. Somebody can actually, you know, get a, uh, a lap dance from the girls. Which, right. if you think about it, if you go, if you these, you know, some of some of the girls that are in our movie, like Nikki, for instance, she's still a featured dancer. So mm-hmm. you know, she goes all over the nation and, and, and tours strip clubs and whatnot, and she's you know. By the way, she's going to be amazing. I think she's going to shock everybody with how awesome she is in the movie. Um, awesome. But anyways, she, uh, you know, if you go and you you go to these clubs when these girls are doing featured dances, you're going to drop a grand, right? Yes. Right. So you know, it's like to come and actually be in a movie and and meet them there and and get a lap dance. Why not?
6: Right. You know, yeah. Awesome yeah. Get that price. red carpet. Get that <laughs> yeah, red and of carpet Of Some of the
7: bigger perks that are still available are, um, you know, the five thousand dollar date with Asa Akira. Yes which I'm just like, I can't believe that. I, I wish I could buy that. If I wasn't married, I would have just bought <laughs> that. that hired, was amazing, yeah. <laughs> when I hired her, I said, would it be appropriate if I budgeted in a new room massage? <laughs> 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 and if you don't know what that is, I'll tell you right now, Google Asa Akira new room massage, and uh, you'll be glad I told you to do that. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. <laughs> something. It. right and that. the same with Nikki. There's a $5,000 date with Nikki available, you know, to, to take her to the premiere. And um, yeah, man. So we're really excited that you know some of our fans and friends and
0: uh-huh. their
7: fans and friends will be coming out to uh you know watch the movie with us and we're going to have a big premiere on Hollywood Boulevard later this fall. That's awesome. Very cool.
0: That's awesome. And if you want to be an executive
7: producer, ten thousand dollars is that right? Ten thousand dollars. You know, the funny thing is, I've had a couple people call and ask me about it. Nobody's bought it yet, but a, a couple guys have called. Okay. And, you know, I, mean, I don't. They, they they were very interested in the girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Those are the ones that are going to sell quick.
7: Uh, yeah. So I was like, well, you you know, you can just buy the date. No, I'm not trying to get them to you know not spend the ten thousand. But right, yeah, we right. haven't sold. Uh, haven't sold an executive producer package yet, uh, so we'll see. We did. I did sell a, a couple of uh, co-executive producer. Uh, somebody bought one of those, and somebody bought like an associate producer title. And so, yeah, man, it's, it's been dude. The support's been amazing. We're at ninety-one oh, yeah. percent.
0: I saw that. Uh, I I just checked that you're at twenty-three and twenty-three thousand eight hundred eighty dollars of a twenty-six thousand dollar goal. Now. For yeah. everything that you go over, because we've got 24 days left. What I'm looking at now, by the time this airs, we're going to have about 22 days left. If the goal keeps going higher and higher and higher, which I'm sure it will, are there going to be extras added to this film?
7: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, as we've been getting closer to the budget, and we're—I used to—I used to do ad sales when I worked at the TV station. So I, you know, that was one of the nice things of working in a small market. You could be on TV and sell airtime.
2: <laughs> uh, so.
7: <laughs> When I was looking at the projections, because I'm saying, okay, well, if we're pacing this, we think we might hit this. I, I've been looking at other cool things to do, like um, calling in some cameos from things, maybe adding a shoot, you know. Down the line, like for a day, for a half day. So we can go pick up a cameo or add an additional scene or just do something really cool. But the bigger thing is, is that many people, most of the people have donated their time on this movie um, because they believe in it or whatever. Um, and, And most everybody didn't get paid much. Right. Because you know, it's just been such a roller coaster. When I initially wrote this script with Jay, we had a, a big time "quote unquote" financer on board who was going to make this thing, and he uh, he bailed. I never get into that really in the detail on the uh, Indiegogo, but right. so I ended up having to clear out my own personal you yeah. know funds and fund this movie. So I had to call all my friends and a lot of these you know adult actresses and say, "Hey, man, uh, things have changed. If you want to back out, I understand." And everybody's been so cool about it. So if we go over and above what we're raising, my hope is, is to pay some of these people who've donated their time. Oh, yeah, right. My hope, my intention is I've already told them um, and I've talked with members of my cast as well as, you know, members of my crew and said, hey, if we hit this number, then I'm going to give you this much. And it's made everybody feel really, really good about you know knowing that I wasn't just trying to like you know make money on this thing because like sure. I said, it's not the point. Because you know I've seen I've seen campaigns with offering less in terms of names, right? And less in terms of a delivery uh, that are offering you know they're asking for sixty to one hundred thousand, and I'm just I'm like, are you nuts? Like right. I just. I look at ours, I think we're asking for 26 grand and I'm, I'm, I'm happy as a, a pig in shit right now that we've gotten. To go. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not trying to, like I said, I'm not trying to use this as some type of scheme to make money. We just want to finish the movie and, you know, right. I mean, it's it a lot of money to make them. So hopefully we'll, you know, we go above and beyond Then I will make it better. And, yeah. you know, that's another thing too. People don't realize how much music costs. Oh geez!
0: Oh, sure. sure! Yeah, the rights. For yeah, that. we have to. Right. We have to get royalty free music for our show. I, you know, and uh, we we did have a band do our show, but we did have to pay for that. But yeah, it's not cheap.
7: No. Yeah, it's 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 super expensive, and you know, we we've actually reached out to a couple of bands and music people. You know, obviously Harmar is a pretty well known musician, so oh, we, yeah. we've reached out to some people, and we're trying to figure out affordable ways to score this thing, but one of our plans is is that if we go over and above and beyond we're going to put that money on you know we're going to put that money on screen it's going to help make it that much better we're going to buy some buy some cooler songs and buy right. some cuz you know strip clubs you know, half the importance of, you know, of when you go to a club is the song that plays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 80s. Dance and it's 80s, 80s music. 80s music. 80s yeah, music. Yeah, it's, right. it's 80s music. So all this stuff, you know, we, we, we've we we've got some ideas for songs that we'd love to buy. But it's just a question of, you know, where we hit in our numbers. So right, we're sure. hoping that we, you know, we go above and beyond. It's all being put into the movie. No one's walking away with uh, any uh, crazy checks. <laughs> <laughs> you, I wish. you're gonna,
0: <laughs> <laughs> This movie is going to make a lot yeah. of people laugh. That's the bottom line. Yeah, the, I agree. That's the that. goal, oh, man.
7: Yeah. Day one, you know, was make people laugh and, uh, and get a rise out of folks. And I mean that in the, the laughing sense. <laughs> and, <but.
5: laughs> and otherwise. <laughs> maybe give them a boner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's All right. Funny.
0: Well, Mike, was, was there anything else that you wanted to tell our listeners about this? And, and, and if, you know, if they can't donate, maybe is there another way that they can contribute to this film?
7: Oh, absolutely, man! Just share it with your friends. You know, send it to your send it to your great aunt. I'm sure she'd love to see
0: absolutely. it. Absolutely,
7: <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah, a man, I'm just great aunt. <laughs> well, my, my
0: aunt was actually wanting to get a lap dance from one of the ladies. So, oh, well, there you go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um,
7: yeah, I just yeah, that's the best way to do it, man. Spread the word. Post it on your Twitters, your Facebooks, your uh, you know your Instagrams. Uh, <laughs> uh, any any plural uh, any pluralizing of a social network you have, post it on those. It's just not
0: my space. Nobody goes there anymore. It's a graveyard for social networking. Well, dude, uh,
7: I, yeah, I may be nuts, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't go on. I haven't been on in years, but uh, I heard recently – that it's making a comment. I heard
0: that too. I, too, I heard yeah. that too. But this joke is still relevant now. But <laughs>
7: it, it probably
0: <laughs> it probably won't be when it comes back. Did Did Justin Timberlake buy some of that? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. What I don't it, know. No,
7: you're mixing. Aren't you mixing him up with the guy that he played in the? Oh, wait, no, He didn't play that guy. Uh, yeah, the, he did. He was in the yeah. Social Network. Yeah, the social, the, network. the social Network. The Social Network. The yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> with uh, Twitter, the I Napster
0: guy. The Napster. guy, Yeah. He played the Napster, Napster guy, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. But
7: I don't know. Maybe maybe in real life he did that too. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody, you know, look. Like I said, as far as you know, getting sharing this thing. If yeah. you know, nobody has the money, that'd be great. But a pre-order, I'm like, I, I spend twenty bucks on a DVD right now, so I'm like, a pre-order for twenty bucks to me seems like a uh, yeah. And
0: a, for a digital a download, you can take anywhere. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right.
7: You own it after that. So, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, just uh, I think our listeners just need to spread the word. And, t- and you know, if you're a big fan of Dave Foley and if you're a big fan of Andy Dick, and I'm sure everybody's going to be a big fan of Mike Hatton after this. After
5: this,
7: definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
7: I, I would like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was already – Dan, who couldn't be here. Uh, Dan and Jake, they couldn't be here to talk with you today. Dan actually is following you on Twitter now. So you've got another – Oh, sweet. Yeah. So
7: I- – I haven't been. Uh, I, I haven't been posting some of my more uh, what I'm what I'm known for, I guess. But uh, no, I uh, I haven't been posting exactly all of my my jokes lately because I've been inundating everyone with this, right? Sure, right? yeah. Hopefully, sure. Uh, but yeah. Anybody that wants to follow me on Twitter, it's uh, at the Mike Hatton, and uh, yeah, I, I make jokes about like the Kardashians and AIDS and. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I saw awesome. a uh, snippet of your stand-up uh, about the Kardashian
0: that, and AIDS. Don't those go hand in hand?
5: Right.
7: Well, <yeah. laughs> well if, you, if you watch, if you watch <laughs> my, my <laughs> clip, yeah, my comedy store clip I have online. Yeah, you know, yeah. Then I won't say the joke. I'll let I'll let I'll let people go and find it. Yeah, yeah.
5: Go to uh, the YouTube channel. He's he's got a YouTube channel on there. so it's pretty funny. YouTube. Yeah, yep. yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's another thing too. It's like you know that YouTube channel. That's one of the reasons I I was inspired to not you know to do this was because. I, I did a sketch parody a few years ago of two girls, one cup. Yeah, and, that was yeah. and it went viral. I mean, it got like a million hits in, in a matter of a few months, and like you know, it's it's got like one point five or six now, and. I just was like, holy cow, man, like, you know, sex sells. It really does. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. So why are you doing Live Nude Girls then?
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wait a minute.
7: (laughs) Ah, yeah. Yeah. So you can spend time with girls on set.
6: (laughs) Awesome, awesome.
7: (laughs) Mike, it has
0: been awesome talking with you. We're going to continue to talk about this. We're actually going to have a feature on our website about this, and uh, we'll promote it on our Facebook, our Twitter, and uh, we hope that everybody donates to the project. If you don't donate, please at least spread the word about it. It's got some fantastic comedians in it, and I can't wait to see it.
7: Yeah, I can't wait for you guys to see it, too. I'd love to hear uh, what you guys think about it. And thanks a lot for having me on, and thanks for sharing this thing. I hope it it spreads like herpes, but in a good way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it will. All right. All right. Thanks again, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Mike. Bye. That was a lot of fun talking with Mike.
5: Yeah. I wish I could have been there with you guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It
5: it was a blast. It was a good
0: time. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. Now there were some uh, perks during the interview that we didn't talk about. One that I really wanted to touch base on, but we just, I kind of forgot there was so much that we were going over for $1,500. You can spend $1,500. You'll be on the set watching in person live Nude girl star, Tara Patrick, the only woman ever to be on the cover of playboy and penthouse simultaneously uh, she's doing a sexy, exotic dance as Princess Leia, starting off dressed in the white A New Hope getup, then letting down her oh, hair and taking that off geez. to reveal a sexy Slave Leia outfit.
2: <laughs>
6: oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> so. man. Hey, Brian. Hey, can we... Pool our money on this? Can I borrow (laughs) $1,500? I can't
0: even, Jake, I can't even get 50 bucks from you to to pay me back for the fucking podcast, let alone $1,500. Notice how I didn't say anything. No (laughs) shit. (laughs) God. First time I see you in person. Pop culture leftovers brought to you by Brian's wallet. (laughs) (laughs) Special consideration by Dan Hill and Jake Elliott
6: whenever they consider to pay Brian Frederick back. Uh, there's, but come. there's not much a better prize than that, you know. Jesus, <laughs> I know
0: <laughs> like, I that's every that's every guy's like fantasy is to, like, to have their woman dress up as you know Princess right. Leia. Are they gonna or have the music, Slave Leia? <laughs> the yeah. music, yeah, it's you know, it's like, like a
5: techno mix. Like yeah, no, is it gonna be like you know the music from Jabba's Hut or is it? Uh, no, I'm just I'm just messing around. Okay, thank God this is your last week here. Jesus. (laughs) Thank God he didn't get on me this time. I like to crash and burn. I'm burning all bridges, actually. I'm loving this. Keep going. Keep talking, baby. Takes
1: the
0: heat off Dan.
5: Oh, shit. I'm I'm a
1: little bit cooler right now. Man,
0: fuck. I did also want to mention that, you know, Mike also wanted us to mention that uh, Sam Tripoli of The Naughty Show on Playboy Radio will be joining the cast, and Sam will also have him and Nikki Benz on The Naughty Show this Tuesday, July 2nd. Now, again, that's this Tuesday, July 2nd. Mike Hatton will be on Playboy Radio's Naughty Show, hosted by Sam Tripoli. So definitely check that out
6: yeah he's uh, a funny, interesting guy, and he's uh definitely fun to talk to and listen to as well. you know he definitely check out that podcast no very yeah, charming. He was, it was just like talking to anybody else and he was funny as hell yeah and like he he just gave us so much info about what he does and how yeah. this movie was made. so well,
0: he was just a very charming personality, very funny, very outgoing, and he made us feel at home on the podcast. that That's was awesome. awesome. Yes. So, so thank you, sir. Awesome. Yeah, yes. So thanks, Mike. So thanks, Mike, for the interview. We wish you the best of luck in your career uh, in this film and then all your future endeavors. And we'll definitely support and follow you for sure. All right. Now it's time for some good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop, bad pop. Mm. So it looks like nobody agreed with me when it came to my World War Z review because <laughs> it was a <laughs> – success and it's Uh, getting it's getting a sequel uh, what no no. are you serious 100% oh dead serious so speaking of zombies, uh, there's a Walking Dead marathon going on July 4th through the 7th that will play the first three seasons. So check that out. Something cool too:
1: season one it will be in the black and the wh- black and white.
0: What's that? Season oh, one and yeah. two when they're they, they do- when they replay season
1: one, that's the only one that's going to be in black and white. But okay. If anybody didn't che- uh, see that the original time it they aired it, it's pretty neat. I think it is.
0: Yeah, I guess they were kind of doing. I guess they were kind of doing that for the comic book fans since the the you know, comic books in black and white. Okay. So. That right.
4: that director is really big into directing in black and white. Uh, Frank Darabont, is that how you say his name? Yeah, but they, he, did, uh, this
2: after, they did this after they did this after
4: he too. he did this after they did this after he left the show. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. But, the black and white was just done last season, right. and they they, they 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 did that. They showed that during the
4: break last season. Frank Darabont had been gone from the show for two years, but you know I, I understand your point. I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted it to be in black and white because he tried the same thing with the mist and the studio put that. Um, also, uh, when the season four premiere episode of The Walking Dead
0: premieres in October, we may have uh, an entire episode dedicated to that episode. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's up to you. So, yeah, I think we should. So, I mean, it's oh, definitely no, absolutely. a pretty big awesome. event. Yeah. So we yeah. yeah. might have like a whole episode dedicated to the I season four show. premiere. I, I wanted to talk really quick about a really cool game show that I've been watching on Reels called Race to the Scene. Uh, it's hosted by Dolph Lundgren, who, <laughs> who believe it or awesome. not, he's, really, he's a really funny host. Um, contestants compete against each other in challenges that are based on popular Hollywood movies, such as Transformers, Forrest Gump, The Italian Job, Jake's favorite movie, E.T. Um, oh. <laughs> this week's episode had a Pulp Fiction Challenge, where contestants had to fill a container with fake blood chunks and brain matter from the famous scene where John Travolta's character blows that kid Marvin's head off in the mm-hmm. back of the car. Mm-hmm. It's 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 an awesome show. What channel? It's on Reels. Okay. Which if you have Dish Network, it's uh, two ninety nine. I don't know what it is on, you know, DirecTV or cable. Right. Uh, but it is on really late at night, so it's, it's one of those shows you're going to want to DVR uh, unless you're up really late. It's on late on Fridays at one a.m. Eastern. Oh wow. Or midnight central Mm -hmm. but that again it's called reels and i'm telling you Dolph lundgren is he he is a really funny host and uh, is this the uh pilot season of that yes it was uh i don't know it was greenlit for how many episodes maybe six probably not a lot of episodes but I, i think they're three episodes in and it's been it's been surprisingly
6: fun so far Wow, I just can't picture him as as being like a host, you know, and and having charisma. You know, he, he seemed always kind of flat and absolutely. I mean, I love absolutely Dolph Lundgren, don't
0: not, get me wrong. absolutely not. He <laughs> is hilarious. There are multiple times in the show where I'm laughing of uh, wow. because of the things that he says. Uh, very funny, very very charismatic. So uh, definitely check that show out. If you're not watching True Blood this season, you're missing out. This could be the best season yet leading into a human versus vampire war. This season, Rutger Howard joins the cast, but the real star that has really made the season so much fun to watch is the actor Arliss Howard. He's playing Truman Burrell, the governor of Louisiana. Now, you'll remember Arliss Howard is probably best known as Private Cowboy in Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket.
6: Mm. Oh, Okay.
0: Um, he's really made his presence known in this universe, and I'm loving the sixth season so far. It is awesome. Yeah. True Blood airs new episodes every Sunday night on HBO. I know that you guys like Chris Pratt, uh, but Ryan Quanton, who yes. plays Jason oh, Stackhouse, he would have made an even better Star-Lord in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, in my opinion. That's just my mm-hmm. opinion. But now I'm I'm holding out that maybe that he'll be cast as Nova.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
0: That would be that would be good. Gotcha. That's, That's just, like the
4: Richard Ryder version of Nova.
0: I just I don't know. We'll see. I mean I, I like Ryan Quantin Maybe it's just that, that true blood fan in me, I guess. Right. It looks like Will Smith is too expensive to star in Independence Day two. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Ronald Emmerich. <laughs> Ronald Emmerich spoke to the New York Daily News about why Smith isn't coming back for Independence Day 2, which was once called ID for Independence Day Forever part 1, as well as the other actors chances uh, the, the other actors chances of returning, saying Will Smith cannot come back because he's too expensive. He just comes right out and says it. Nice. <laughs> but Why don't they just call that movie Blowing Up the White House Part 5? <laughs> or White House Down <laughs> <laughs> Part Jamie Foxx, Channing Tatum. Nice. What a piece of shit that is. We'll get to that. Yeah. But he'd also be too much of a marquee name. It would be too much. We have like maybe half of the people that you know, that you would know from the first film in the script and the other half people who are new. So it looks like they're going to get some returning people. It looks like they're going to get some new people. But like Will Smith, of course, is like the big name that everybody was hoping would come back, except Mm -hmm. for Dan. You could give a
4: fuck. I don't care. Rats ass. I liked that movie when I was like nine. (laughs) Yeah, Independence Day is horrible it does not need a sequel come on
5: jake you know you love the speech that uh, was oh. given towards the end you know it was so horrible. motivational one of the worst science fiction movies ever <laughs> that is the truth i mean <laughs> it's horrible i mean i the only thing i it's, could it's, think during the whole thing was i was just waiting for a t-rex to come through and like you know, yeah, yeah, and when the, the dog,
4: off, dog in slow motion yeah. jumps away from the fire in the tunnel I oh, cried. <laughs> yeah it's, it, the movie's horrible <laughs>
1: it's, it's better not, than it, twister it, when is yeah. that slated to come
4: out though the I don't know, and then, I don't. I don't give a shit. It, probably 2014. I'm just making, making sure, sure that I skipped that. I, that man, I heard right. What's that? Two and three. They're going to film them back to back.
0: I heard something like that. It's cheaper to film them back to back. You know, speaking of uh, blowing up the White House, uh, White House Down came out this weekend. Oh. Channing Tatum, <laughs> yeah. Jamie Foxx. So we have no interest in seeing this piece of shit. No. At all. Actually, I did go see it, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That would make sense. This coming from the guy. That...
1: Dude, I missed two movies, geez, and there were two movies that sucked, apparently, so I'm cool. Ooh, somebody's getting a little defensive. <laughs> I did go see it, though, White House Down. Okay. Twice. Three times. Sure. Friday, Saturday, and today. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so I thought I'd come up with a segment called, I would rather blank than watch White House Down. Mm. Okay. <laughs> So, let me go over... I'll give a couple of mine. I would rather watch World War Z again than watch White House Down. Ooh. I would rather... Watch homeless people fuck, <laughs> than watch White House Down. Ooh. Dan, do you have any?
1: Uh, yeah, I would rather watch my fiance shop at the Limited than watch White
0: House Down. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. All right, I would wa- I would. I would rather watch Jersey Shore with Dan than watch White House Down. Um, uh, I would rather watch uh, Independence Day than watch
2: White House Down.
0: <laughs> I would rather watch Magic Mike with my mom
2: <laughs> than watch White House Down. <laughs> Fuck
6: that.
0: <laughs> Fuck that. It's on HBO Go by the way. I would rather give Kimbo slice a full body massage than watch White House Down. I would rather listen to Jake review Man of Steel <laughs> than watch White House Down. <laughs>
1: Oh boy. I would rather watch a Cubs game than watch White House Down.
0: <laughs> I agree with that. I would rather watch Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage commentary. Oh wow. Than watch White House Down. Oh, wow. That was the best
1: one. <laughs> that's,
0: that's
2: impressive. Oh damn.
0: <laughs> I would say I would rather watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but I actually would. That movie just looks horrible. It just looks like every other movie, but they're just throwing it. It looks like every other terrorist movie that's ever happened, they're just putting it in the White House, and they're throwing in two hot actors right now. It looks
1: like the movie's about 20 minutes long.
4: I was actually going to go see it, it, but apparently I would rather play poker with my friends than go see White House Down. So (laughs) (laughs) that's... That's what Fair ended up happening there, which is legitimate. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Sony is getting close on closing in on a deal that would bring a certain character from our childhood to the big screen. I'm going to give you guys a hint. Hmm. Let our powers combine.
3: Earth.
0: Hell yeah. Oh. That, that was just a little hint. <laughs> Hell yeah. I oh, yeah. hope it didn't give it away. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm lost. Um, would you guys like to see a Captain Planet in yes. a live action movie? No. I would. No. No. So, no. Chad, you oh. say no. Jake, no, you no. say no. Dan, Dan's like, gung-ho, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, I want to see Captain Planet. I look Planet. like
1: the guy on the cover. Fucking. Dan's like,
0: fucking heart, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I was a big fan of
7: uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, so...
6: Dan was a big p- fan of heart. Yeah, I, I'm kind of torn on this one. I don't know if I really need to see that.
7: Who would I mean, you like, to, who would you like part- to see
0: play Captain Planet? <sighs>
6: jesus ted turner himself no. do you
4: want
0: ryan reynolds <laughs> do you want to see him come back with a ryan reynolds <laughs> yeah go ahead ryan reynolds do you want to see him come back with a mullet, reynolds, yeah, yeah, he with a mullet? Yes, <laughs> yes he has
2: to <laughs>
1: he has to oh yeah captain mullet he has to <laughs> with the little curl the little fucking something. curl on the front right? um mm-hmm. i'd like to see Patrick
0: Dempsey. guys i'd like to see john uh don Chadle play him like he did in the parody on youtube <laughs> i didn't <laughs> see that you never saw that that's no. funny or die yeah yeah, 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 it's yeah. hilarious. And if you haven't seen it, we'll post it on our Facebook page. It's uh, Don Cheadle plays Captain Planet. It's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. I've seen it. All right, Terminator 5 gets a release date, June 26, 2015. Oh, wow. Oh, so birthday. it's been set. What's that? It's said my birthday. Happy, is it? B- happy Happy yeah. birthday. Well, happy
2: Terminator birthday. birthday. Happy Terminator <laughs>
1: Happy Nader birthday. sounds like a Wendy's, uh,
0: <laughs> Wendy's sandwich. I'll be wishing you a happy birthday. <laughs> Arnold is back for this one, and rumor has it that Dwayne Ro- the Rock Johnson may be cast as the robotic villain in this one. No. Thoughts? Do you guys. I like The Rock, and I. I think
4: he's a great actor, but I, he's a great actor. Yeah, I think he is. I mean, <laughs> I want to I see the rock get all busted apart and turned into a. Terminator when it comes to those
1: types of movies, though, he's good. I'm not saying he's he would be good in the Notebook or something. I'm just saying, like,
4: well, if you're comparing like wrestlers, yeah, in
0: acting,
5: of all the
1: wrestlers that ever acted, he's the best one, and he can
5: play
0: like the Disney movies and he can do
1: the action stuff.
5: Sure. Hey, don't you think, like, in terms of like action movies, where you just have like a. You know, back in like the '80s or whatever, you had right. your golf longer in I mean, I yeah. think I think The Rock totally fits that bill, and he's he's really good for it. just an action movie where it's, you don't need to think about it. You just go and watch some stuff. Kind of like an I'm
0: Expendables up. film, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. I think those he, are just he, fun. Hey, man, if people yes. are going to go into the Expendables thinking they're going to see some deep
5: film, <laughs>
1: well, yeah. you, got, you got me fucked up. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: it's just a popcorn movie, man.
5: It's right? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how I always see him uh, whenever I think about him. I think Disney. what they're what,
0: I think what they're setting it up for is. And did you guys hear that it's going to be a reboot? Reboot? Yeah. You heard that, Jay?
6: They scrapped the last one. Yeah, like they're going to do like three
0: movies and it's going to be a reboot. Is it three movies now?
6: Yep, yep. That's what I heard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they're done. Like Salvation was the last of that previous one. Right. So this is a complete reboot. Wow. But Arnold's coming back for it. It's kind of weird. I think they're trying to pass the torch to The Rock. I think that Schwarzenegger role that he was iconic in, I think they're going to try to pass that to The Rock Mm -hmm. and then have him go forward in this.
2: Hmm.
6: I just can't, you know, take him seriously. You know, if you think about Terminator One and how mm-hmm. Arnold played that, and you he was still psychotic. He was a robot, you even know two, what I mean?
5: even two. Yeah, but well, if I can yeah. throw this in there, you're, you're one of your. Listeners posted on the uh, pop culture's Facebook page. Yeah, Jeffrey Dylan as, Hensley. Yeah, yeah, as like one. You know, maybe one of the uh, you know the mad scientists or something that they base. I mean, maybe not mad scientists, but something that they
0: based the robot off of. I know. That's I thought that too. Actually, I, I kind of
5: thought that was a cool idea. No, but,
0: if, if Schwarzenegger is going to come back, I want to see him come back as the robot, not right. some not some asshole. He could still be. He could still be like you know a badass, but he doesn't have to necessarily badass be. scientist.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah,
5: Bill Nye the I badass no, science I guy. Just, I just said he doesn't have to be the mad scientist.
3: Today, kid. I'm gonna tell you how to fucking blow shit up with these chemicals.
0: Because yeah, I'm a watch badass.
1: Start making meth.
0: <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. It's just if if I'm gonna watch Schwarzenegger in a Terminator movie, I want to see him as the robot. That's just me.
5: I know, but he's just so old. I just can't like he. If you Watch see him in the t- Expendables, yeah.
0: he's still he's not like what he used to be. Yeah, and but be they could great. give him the Jeff Bridges treatment. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Watch In Tron. Yeah. I'm, you, yeah, you guys, yeah, I'm tracking. Yeah, right. I'm tracking. They could do the yeah. Jeff Bridges Tron treatment to right. him. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. In which case, this, guys, this is the last. This is it. I yeah. mean, these. This is the last hurrah for Arnold Schwarzenegger sure, and Sw- yeah. and Stallone and these guys. If it's sure. going to happen, it's going to happen now. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, what I, mean? I mean, that makes sense. Right. Aren't those two in another movie together? Like just yes, like a prison break movie coming out yeah. pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, it looks that's fucking that was really, awesome.
1: That was yeah. talked about like a year ago. wasn't it? Sure, yeah, yeah but it's it's a like you know now. it
0: was. In, uh, I'm, I'm sure they do, they were doing the filming right. and, and now they're in the post production, yeah. getting ready just to roll. I saw the poster up.
4: for it a couple days ago. Did really you see cool.
0: the one where yeah, where they're facing opposite ways with the wall?
4: Mm-mm. That's the exact poster. I yeah, saw. that's one yeah.
0: I saw too. It looks very cool. Yeah, you know, if you would have told me twenty years ago that Schwarzenegger and Stallone were going to be in the same movie, I would have been like, no
6: way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Now it's like, yeah,
0: it's still pretty exciting it's for me, neat. man. Yeah, it's I mean, still- uh,
6: they just released a trailer for that too, guys. Just uh, that just came out. So, oh, cool. It's act- you guys were talking about not seeing um, Arnold as kind of that role again, but he's a grizzled older guy in this, and he does actually pull it off as a badass in the trailer. So it's pretty interesting. Cool. Very cool. Jay, you wanted to talk about uh, Grayson. Is that correct? Yes. Um, so speaking of uh, Indiegogo, this is another Indiegogo project um, it's self-produced self-funded um it's called grace and earth one and so if you go to uh, indiegogo just type in grace and earth one to check out the there's a full uh episode it's it's pretty much about nightwing so this is a different nightwing though than from what we know in the comic books it's still dick grayson um it's still uh bloodhaven uh and it's it's not from the comic books he was like batman's Son, almost, when he became Robin. He became his sidekick. He was trained by Batman. Right. But in this, this is about Dick Grayson doing this himself in Bloodhaven. So he wasn't trained by Batman. He hasn't met Batman it's a, it's a different origin story. The, the, the video is really cool. The episode's really awesome. Um, there's, there's appearances by Carrie Kelly. There's Barbara Gordon. Um, and, the, and the main protagonist or villain is actually Mr. Freeze. Oh, wow. Which is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is before his transformation. So what he's doing is kidnapping girls and trying to get genetic matched body parts for his wife who's dying. So that's how this is set up so far. So he hasn't, like, she's not been frozen. He's not actually Mr. Freeze yet. So that's pretty cool. And I'd say it's better than Arrow. Um, It's better than Smallville, which I loved later on, not the first couple seasons. Um, So if you like those kind of shows, um, you're going to love this. And um, especially the ending, which, I you know, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but the ending is one of those moments where you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. You know, and it's one of those things where you don't know if, if this show continues, are they going to be able to put big-name characters in this? Because there is one at the very end of this, and it's a pretty cool uh, reveal. Okay. So uh, it's at Indiegogo. Um, they, they need a lot of help. They still need a lot of funding, and there's only going to be about 18 more days uh-huh. left. So I urge everyone, go check it out. Go watch it. Is it a see.
0: DVD, Blu-ray, digital download?
6: Yeah, there's well the season one you can just watch streaming. Okay, Uh, it's just episode one, season one. Okay, oh wow, how long is the episode? Uh, I think it's about twenty minutes or so. All right, yeah, it's it's a full episode. So, um, and it's just cool. It's real. It's it's dark. The action's cool. The fighting's cool. Um, so just just if if you like Nightwing and Batman, especially if you like the Batman uh, Nolan movies, um, this is you know it's a little cheesy, but. This is a good representation if they're going to do a TV show. So check it out. Awesome. Awesome. Cool.
0: So this week we watched all four of The Leftovers. Chad, you, didn't, you weren't able to watch it. No, I didn't catch it. They're airing it again tonight at 8 o'clock. You have, the, you have the DVR app on your phone? Record it. No, I do not. Let's actually. stop because people that are listening don't give a fuck about this. Oh, wow. <laughs> Us talking about Chad Yes, recording. they do. That's kind of cool. <laughs> just throw out the DVR <laughs> app. Yeah, Dan, you're right. That's it's, badass.
2: Who cares?
0: Just keep talking, <laughs> God damn it, Dude, you remember that part in the podcast where they were telling Chad Michaels to DVR? Hey, hey some, was... somebody could be like, fuck, I'm oh, out of I'm town. I need to record <laughs> my show. Yeah, Dan did yeah, say something know, about a DVR app. Yeah, Dan's app. talking about downloading something on Sunday, and Great. we're going to upload this on Great. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? I can go back I'm at my just time machine for, and tell Danny's a dumbass. I'm just saying for future <laughs> references. I'm I'm fucking yeah. with you, Dan.
1: Brian, I already <laughs> know. You don't need to explain.
0: I already, dude, I've known you.
2: <laughs> I, know I know when you know, to keep Brian, my mouth shut. Like, and I, not you know him.
0: when to hold them, you know when to fold them. Exactly.
2: You know when to walk away, you
0: know when to run. You got to count I've, your money when you're sitting at the table. I will say
5: this this story pisses off. I don't have any off. money, so I can't even count it. The story pisses me off because I had a really, really good story that I had put together. Finally. Right about uh, <laughs> the invisible force field. Uh, oh, okay. And, and when I saw the trailer for this, Totally pissed me off because uh, they t- they I,
0: stole I, your Stephen well, King, stole your idea. No, no, years no, and years no, ago. no, 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 yeah, 20, so, yeah, 20, 20, years, 20 years some so. years ago, 200. Stephen King, goddamn you. No no, no, no,
5: this is the thing about writing in general that uh-huh. I've found is that as you write, like, no idea is ever original, right? right. You know, it's, it's stemmed from something or uh-huh. whatever the case might be, but, anyways. You know, it's you're always thinking to yourself, oh, I need to finish that because somebody right. else is going to write that, and, uh-huh. you know, and it's like, or worse off, you, you start to write something, you know, like Last Days was something I started, but then I realized World War Z is kind of pretty much what I was trying to do, which was just different viewpoints from different people. Well, sure. I didn't even know that was out there. Right. And, I, you know, yeah, so right. I've got
0: an idea for a story for you right oh, okay. now. OK, yeah, it's about a writer about, and his name write. is Chad Michaels. Oh, God. Here and whenever go. he has a really good idea to yeah. write something down. He His pencil it. disappears. Yeah. And so he can't write it down, or he goes to his laptop and like the power's off, and like I left keeps, it somewhere else. You left it somewhere else, yeah. and, and you can't find it. <laughs> and great. then you got to take it to the Geek Squad. I'm, You're all pissed off, and then you forget your amazing idea. I'm gonna totally make a short story out of that. Awesome. and uh, Write it for you. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Although the uh, main character is gonna be Brian Frederick. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're just gonna refer to him as asshole <laughs> <laughs> the entire time. But we, we watched uh, we watched all watched a show this week called Under the Dome. It was uh, last Sunday. It aired um, Monday, and it was uh, it was Monday. You're right. Yeah, yeah it was Monday. Um, Stephen King wrote the story, and then, that's uh, uh, the original novel is uh, the same name by Stephen King. Uh-huh.
1: Um, Brian Vaughn is actually doing the show.
0: Brian K. Vaughn did right. the. Uh, he's an executive produ- producer. producer, and Along he's also, with
1: Stephen King too.
0: He's the uh, comic book writer of the current ongoing series called Saga, which is yes. an amazing wow. book.
2: Okay. Yeah, he, wrote, if you,
0: he, he adapted the whole thing He wrote the teleplay. He wrote the teleplay as well. Um, Dan, what's the synopsis? Basically, this? Under the Dome tells
1: a story of the residents of a small town of Chester's Mill, uh, who suddenly finds themselves cut off from the rest of the world by a mysterious uh, barrier that surrounds the town. As the town begins to tear itself apart through panic, a small group of people attempt to maintain peace and order, also while trying to uncover the truth behind the barrier and how to escape from it.
0: Awesome! awesome. Um,
1: I think the storyline is brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I never read the the, the novel, um, right? So this is this is the first take I'm getting of this. Um, but the fact that there's one story, but then there's also like, I picked up like seven or eight different storylines in this show.
4: Yeah, you know I, what I mean. I've read this book, and it's one of my favorite Stephen King books. It's one of his best since The Stand. I mean, you open the book, and you get the map of Chester's Mill, mm-hmm. oh, and mean. you see all the houses and yeah. all the characters all mapped out for you. And you just know you're in for a treat. I mean it's I mean very much like well, the stand with the opening so much scene, going on.
1: The opening scene you get somebody burying somebody in the woods. I mm-hmm. mean, that sucks you in immediately. Yeah. Like you want to know why and oh, who sure. that is, and then you find out who that is and
0: And then we get a sex scene. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then that's what sucked Chad Michaels
1: in. And then right after this, and then right after the sex scene we get a fight, which is pretty common, so Um. But
0: we're going to go ahead and rate it. Let's uh, go with our rating system. If you're new to the show and you don't know what our rating system is, uh, this should help you.
3: The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. A Tupperware party. (laughs) (laughs) Um. <laughs> <laughs> a Tupperware party. Um,
0: so, I'm going to go ahead and rate it. I, I, as far as as far as a premiere episode goes, I think it did everything it set out to do. I, it, it really uh, it captured my uh, imagination the whole time. You know, thinking about what if this really happened and and things like that. Like this dome, right out of nowhere, just, you know, and, you know, encloses this town and, uh, you know, all the different stories that are going on within the town. I'm, I'm, I'm totally immersed in this universe Mm -hmm. at this point, Mm -hmm. you know, and the stories that are going on within this town are are really sucking me in. I'm going to give it a Tupperware. I really enjoyed it. Okay,
1: I'm going to completely agree with you on this. Uh, the storylines are what's sucking me in. Not only do I want to know why that's there, but I want to know what they're going to do about it and i want to know about everybody's side story but there's one thing i do want to know too is some of the stories that are the from the people that are
0: outside of the the dome Sure,
1: because I think we they can't hear anybody. So right? far,
0: it's just been silent. Have we been able to hear anybody on the outside? I don't
1: think so. I don't think they actually no, showed from, hear, you from you the other side.
0: Well, I know you can't, but I mean, as viewers, have we been no, able to hear anybody on the outside? So it's almost like us as viewers are inside, inside the dome as right. well.
1: So I'm gonna also give it a Tupperware, um, and I'm a huge CBS fan, and I'm glad CBS is doing this. You know, put the show on. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stick with it, and I'm gonna make sure I watch. I want to try to watch it live every week. Awesome. Yeah.
6: I'll chime in. I, I also liked it a lot. You know, being a fan of stuff like Lost and, you know, I think this stems more actually from uh, Twin Peaks, in, in my opinion. Mm. Um, just kind of the tone of the show and everything reminds me of that. Uh, but, yeah, the, the story, there's so many layers to the story there, there's so many moments where you're going like, what does that mean, mm-hmm. and, and how is that going to connect right. to the next, you know, the next thing that happens, and you know that whole the whole time you're just doing that. And there's not a lot of shows on TV, and, and even stuff like Lost, where it was always kind of at the end. This show does it the whole fucking time, and yeah, you're immersed in it. You're like, I'm here. I know what this feels like now. This is crazy. Why are these characters together? What's the underlying story? There, there seems to be sinister things happening. Um, but, yeah, I give it a Tupperware, um, and, and I'm going to be watching it religiously for sure. Now, yeah, Jake,
0: I'm, Jake, no spoilers for our audience because you've read the novel, right? No,
4: no spoilers okay, at all. Cool. Um, I also give it a Tupperware. Holy I
0: mean, shit. Oh. Uh-oh. That's our first Tupperware.
1: That's our first, That's our first Tupperware. four-way
0: Tupperware. Yeah, it's a,
4: it's a Tupperware
0: party, definitely. Yeah.
4: I, I don't think anyone else has said it, but the special effects were the best special effects I've seen on television in the longest time. I mean, they were Since amazing. Since Lost. Yeah, to see some of those things visually, like the bloody handprint floating in the air, and the family here in the news report on the radio, and the semi hitting the dome, the plane
0: crash, the bloody the dome. handprint. Uh.
4: I thought it was the ghost of Wilson from Castaway.
2: <laughs> for a second. Back. Oh shit! I was just
4: blo- I, I was blown away. I mean, it's not it's already not a hundred percent faithful adaptation. But they, you don't want to see that though. No. I don't want to see I understand, you know. And I've already heard that they've written two endings for this. Mm-hmm. That if it gets good ratings, they're going to continue it on, but if it doesn't do so well, they're going to give it the actual I ending. wonder if they'll do it before a test audience first. Yeah, because hmm. one of the best things about this book is you actually do get payoff. Like, you do get resolution as to where this dome came from. And there's so many movies and TV shows out there where you don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it was a – The fact fact
1: fact that they got uh, DEA agent Hank Schrader from Breaking Bad, he plays on Breaking Bad, Mm -hmm. Dean Norris, uh, he plays uh, James Big Jim Rennie, the, the owner of the used car lot. Oh the yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, I remember I, I loved him in Breaking Bad. He's been in a bunch of other you stuff, You can tell too. he's going to uh, be a big player in this show. Big time, because his son
0: is going to be a big player in the show as well. Did you guys catch up? You know, okay, the dome itself. Yeah. When the people would first touch it, Mm-hmm. They get Shock shocked them. the one time, yes, right. and, and every other time they would not get shocked. I keep thinking, like every time they touch this thing, that it's almost like it's an entity. Like it is, it, knows it, it, it know it, well. It, it's learning about it's, it learned, them exactly it when when they word. touch it. Yeah. Just the one time, yep. and then the next time they touch it, it's no big deal. Right. So there was that one police officer that was like, "I'm not touching this thing," and I'm mm, thinking right. that's probably the wisest decision that you've made. <laughs>
1: Was that the female police officer that
0: didn't No, the, the male. He oh, was that's right. Yeah. Actually, I the think older he, guy with the- he was in the, um, uh, what was it, the uh, the Grindhouse movie. He was in the first part of the Grindhouse movie, The Planet, Duke. Escape from Planet Terror or something. Jeff Fahey, that's his name.
4: Yeah, it was Jeff Fahey, the uh, pilot from Lost, the guy that was supposed to fly. Okay, I don't Oceanic know. Oceanic Flight 815. Well, cool. Huh. But I'm glad that we all gave it a Tupperware. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's,
5: that's and uh, by the way, I just found out you can watch it free on Amazon Prime. Cool. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it on there. Awesome. So I'm
0: definitely gonna check it out. You, d-
5: you yeah. need to. So you need was, to.
1: It was one of those shows, pilots. Uh, you know me and pilots. Let's ta- right hey now.
0: guys, let's make a deal and like we'll all get together, all five of us, and we'll talk about the season finale. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah the definitely. whole season definitely. and the finale. But I just
1: want to hey, bring up one thing real quick. This is the first pilot show that I've watched, and I can't even tell you how long that actually. I, I kept my focus the whole show. Like I was, I was waiting for the next scene. And
0: Dan is FN like X. a cat; like you can, like yeah. f- put a ball of yarn in front of his face, <laughs> and he's running around and well, shit. Not only
1: that, but I have the attention span of like a no shit kindergartner. Uh-huh. Yet the Kardashians
5: keep him involved. Yeah, and you Go had to sucked, in, <laughs> sucked
0: in. <laughs> now you wonder why? No, um, Dan was reading a pop up book before we started the podcast today uh,
4: yeah. in braille. Again, credit. There was a lot <laughs> to pay attention to here. If it kept his attention. Yeah. But
1: thank you. Thank you for giving me some credit where credit is deserved.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to see. I'll be excited to see some new Stephen King stuff because it's been a while since there has been, and and (laughs) and to hear that it's good special effects is awesome because most Stephen King TV shows (laughs) have just had this. Horrid, you know, like just
0: terrible, like uh, special effects. I will say that Stephen King is my favorite author. If I yeah. if I oh, do sure. sit down and read a book, it's yeah. either a
4: Harry Potter book or it's Stephen King. No, I, I, agree, I love. It. I think he's the modern day Charles Dickens at this point.
0: Speaking of Jake, I want to know what you think about this. Speaking of Stephen King, what about his son and maybe a film adaptation of his son's work, Lock and Key? Uh, Joe Hill.
4: Yes. Oh, man, yeah, I'm excited for that. Hey, it's going to be a Jake,
0: series, right? Jake, let me blow your mind here. You know who I think should direct it? Who's that? Guillermo
4: del Toro. Oh God, that he would be perfect. Perfect, for that. I
0: know.
2: Perfect. Ah. all right, that's, but that's another show for another my time. Kermit again. Kermit the Frog. It's not easy being on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's like sitting on your shoulder. <laughs> um, we're gonna do some Marvel but I'm glad hey guys I'm thrilled that we all gave it a uh, Tupperware about time we awesome. have a damn Tupperware no party shit. Jake on the is the one 10 who's, weeks in he's cock blocking
1: the and, Tupperware and party and to be honest week. with you I'm I'm like,
4: cock block man of steel <laughs> fuck that shit <laughs> alright okay, all all I'm sitting all right. here thinking to
1: myself like Jake's getting ready to talk I'm getting ready to take my headphones off and go to the bathroom
0: <laughs> no it's shit not gonna be anything right and then he says he liked it like I'm, I'm pretty happy all right, we're going to do some Marvel movie news, but before we do, uh, let's answer a little. Uh, let's answer a listener question. This question comes to us from Aaron Miller on Facebook. Aaron's question was: "Hey guys, just
2: oh, <laughs> hey guys."
0: Hopefully, that's not how Aaron sounds. Hey guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. hey, guys. <laughs> hey guys. Hey guys. I'm hey,
1: Aaron Miller. I just wanted to say
2: something. <laughs> okay, okay, this is Aaron Miller. Hey, hey guys. guys. Just, just wanted, wanted to, to say, say I'm, I'm a new listener, listener from, from Florida. Florida. Never, Never met, met any of
0: you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Don't. He's I'm...
1: probably sitting there like, that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. God, it. Right, we have like Unfollow.
2: Do
0: <laughs> okay, Aaron asked us, hey, guys, just wanted to say, I'm a new listener from Florida. Never met any of you guys, but I definitely enjoy the show. Keep it up. I just wanted to say, Aaron, we have met you. <laughs> We used to hang out all the time, dude. In I don't Florida. know why. In
2: Florida,
6: all the time. On vacation. Remember
0: when we went to Gatorland?
6: I <laughs> was right. dating that chick from Florida.
0: Yeah, exactly. We were, sister. We were all eating oranges and hanging out underneath a palm tree. <laughs> I should, then we went to Disney World. And, yeah, we went to a... Didn't we go to a Marlins game? Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian just threw a Marlins
1: in there. That's
2: awesome. <laughs> but...
1: Uh, Dude, I'm giving you like a hundred things of credit right now because you just referenced the baseball
0: team. Um, okay, so we're still... Aaron.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, can question...
0: We, can what? we say one thing? His middle name is Claude. I. That's badass. Yeah, it is. is. Claude Van Miller. John Aaron Claude John Van, 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 Aaron. Van <laughs> Aaron. All right. Also, question for all of you. Hold on, hold on. Aaron asked a question I want to address. it. Did he? Yeah, he did. Aaron, I'm sorry. Also, question for you all, which can be in tandem with the best worst superhero movies. What are your favorite casting decisions for superheroes in film and least favorite? For me, I think in terms of sheer looks that Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark is probably my favorite. Least favorite would be Ryan Reynolds. Looking forward to hearing your responses. Uh, looking forward to hearing your answers.
1: Um, mine would be Christian Bale and Batman just because he's an asshole in my opinion. And I think Batman is an asshole. You know what I mean? Like he just That's just my personal opinion. You think Batman's an asshole? Ka- the way – you know what I mean? He's kind of got that cocky attitude and I think Christian Bale does too.
0: His parents were killed.
2: It has
1: nothing to do with his cockiness,
0: right?
5: <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's kind of a facade, isn't it? Like he, he
1: yeah, that's him as –
0: that's because that you're supposed Wayne. to be
5: the billionaire bachelor, right. Spoon in the mo- maybe you're the asshole, name. Dan. <laughs> maybe. maybe I should play Batman, then. Yeah, but I don't have a least favorite, uh, Jay.
6: Yeah, you know, I, I would say Christian Bale just because I am such a huge Batman fan, but. If I were to pick the greatest portrayal of of somebody from a superhero thing, I would say Heath Ledger as the Joker Ooh, would be my yeah. favorite portrayal Good call. of a super whatever, you know, villain or hero. Yeah, and probably my least favorite, honestly, I, I, I'm i still not gung-ho about Chris Evans as Captain America. Maybe after Winter Soldier I'll change my mind, but mm. I, I still don't like it. Hmm. Um, so that's probably my least favorite.
4: Mm wow yeah my favorite is uh jk simmons as j Jonah jameson in the same Raimi spider-man movies oh my god he's amazing he yeah i mean amazing. i don't think there's a better portrayal anytime i read the Sam. comic book now i hear
0: his voice <laughs> yeah
4: I, yeah you can't come up with anything better i don't think and my least favorite is alicia silverstone
2: <laughs> oh. from batman forever oh.
4: as batgirl yeah oh, my God, I'm actually supposed to believe that she knows how to fight and everything. (laughs) My favorite, uh, he did ask about
0: comic book movies, too. I'm going to go over that. My favorite comic book movie uh is it's, it's actually a tie between last summer's avengers and then dread with carl urban i can still oh, see nice. Dread, man you haven't <laughs> i haven't either no, i haven't, I haven't seen, seen it i've got an in imbru- blu-ray out in my car <laughs> it's, it's amazing <laughs> he just
1: looks at the the cover when he's driving <laughs> I've,
0: I've, i saw it in 3d i've watched it two or three times my girlfriend watched it and loved it i'd like to see it oh, actually yeah. had a I, screen installed i'm with you this. brian i tupperware dread <laughs> absolutely tupperware all the way my least favorite comic book movie would have to be Judge Dredd with Sylvester Stallone.
4: Oh, okay. nice. There you go. Yeah, and now, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, You <laughs> have the
0: simulation, man. My bad. Oh, Jake. Now, my favorite casting. <laughs> my favorite casting would have to be uh, just like Aaron. I agree. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark. I mean, that you know, I know that's his answer, but it was truly a fist pump moment when when that was announced. That mm-hmm. was awesome because it was like he was such the underdog. If you ask me, Tom Cruise was probably like everybody was thinking that he would get it and then Robert Downey Jr. gets it and everybody was like blown away. It was awesome.
6: Tom Tom Cruise was for years. Yeah.
0: Tom Cruise for years. Mm. Well, they even talked about Charlie Sheen at one time. Mm. Jesus. Um, My (laughs) least favorite casting was Jessica Alba as Susan Storm. (laughs)
6: <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. I, mean, I agree. Yeah.
0: yeah. Those. Uh, I think Fox really missed the mark with her. I don't hate her as an actress. I just think it was a miscast. Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, w- since I didn't answer my least favorite, I did just think of something movie or least favorite actor? Actor, casting. casting. Uh, Mr. Freeze. Oh, see, that's, that's exactly Arnold what I was Schwarzenegger. Yep. I was thinking it should have oh, been yeah. Patrick Stewart.
5: Yeah. Well, Ooh, yeah. Everybody yeah. thought it should
0: have been. Yeah. Because yeah.
1: yeah. I don't remember Mr. Freeze being bulky <laughs> and like. He wasn't. Big as shit. He was a no, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah no,
0: they just wanted to get a big name. In right. That. Yeah. It looks like Marvel Studios wants to make Doctor Strange the new cornerstone of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, this quote is a, from a source close to comicbookmovie.com. What I can say is that Strange is being groomed to be the next Iron Man. The studio needs a new hub character going into phase three and beyond. And there is an audience fatigue, aging stars, and a need to move from Tony Stark, Iron
6: Man, as a hub for films. Mm -hmm. Um, Jay, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think it's the perfect choice. Um, You know, they want him to be what? you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man was to Avengers. You know, the, what kept it together, what kept it cohesive. And this is going to be to replace that. Because we, we all know, you know, we don't know Robert Downey's future as Iron Man. Avengers um, 2 and
0: 3, that's all we know.
6: That's all we know. So And you got Avengers 2, you got Guardians of the Galaxy, and those are going to continue and feature Iron Man. So right. if it's not Robert Downey Jr., Dr. Strange, is his character is in my opinion just as charismatic agreed if if even more so this guy this guy's a magician (laughs) he can travel through different dimensions times he can travel to different galaxies if he wants to
4: i want to i want to chime in i agree with jay and i mean iron man was just as viable a character as doctor strange before iron man one came out you know right so doctor strange can easily become this character to lead the wave
6: yeah, in my in my opinion, he's 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 about on the same level as an Iron Man. At least for me, as a reader, you know, I wasn't an Iron Man fan till the movies, and I think this is going to be the same way. This is getting me pumped to know about Doctor Strange. Yeah. The fact that they're going to open up this whole new realm. This, like I said, this character can do almost anything. He's super powerful and very charismatic. So I think it's a good idea.
0: It is. I, I agree too. It's just that I think the main thing hinges upon who are they going to cast as Doctor Strange.
6: Yeah, you really can't fuck this one up. No, man.
0: And I I don't know. We need somebody with the, I mean, if if you're going with, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, I mean, he's got that comedic timing for things that he says. I think we need somebody, you know, not, we don't need Robert Downey Jr. to play this part, but we need somebody who's got that humor element that can carry a film by himself. Johnny Depp? No. You know what all this is, gets there's me There's too much Johnny Depp as it is.
1: Yeah. He looks like him a little bit, though. But
0: there's Johnny Depp's playing Tonto. He's playing yeah. Jack Sparrow. He, 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 there's just too much Johnny Depp out there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're on the right track, right, Dan. Yeah, you're on the, on the right him. track. Yeah.
4: I'm very excited because they're making a Doctor Strange movie. That means we're going to get a Doctor Strange ongoing and uh oh, I've been wanting that forever.
0: That'll happen. Yeah, they'll announce that uh that comic book series, I'm sure, you know, you know, a few months before the movie starts to get people pumped.
1: Also What about, what about Liam Neeson with black ooh, hair not bad. and
0: hmm. a goatee? Yeah.
5: But in terms of aging characters, does he? I mean, like,
0: yeah, he, 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 you're you're getting into the same problem that you're getting in with Robert Downey Jr. Right. Yeah, at that point. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You, you need to find I, an. I up, do like
5: Liam Neeson, though,
0: but need yeah. to find an up and coming star that they can sign to a multiple, sure, Somebody film deal. Maybe Somebody like younger. six
5: films. Somebody younger, like what they did with uh, uh Captain America, right? Uh,
0: yeah. Right. Let's right. let's yeah. let's bring these like guys up with together. Chris Pratt. Yeah, because yeah. what Marvel's wanting to do, what I'm hearing is what they're wanting to do is like you know after you know Tony, you know uh, I keep calling him Tony Stark, Robert. Downey Jr. is done playing Tony Stark. They're wanting to just have people like jump in and play that part,
2: mm, you right. know,
0: and keep going forward mm-hmm. with these stories, so, so that they are not constantly rebooting the franchise, right? Which is good, yeah. yeah. But it's like, who's going to fill those shoes God, of I Iron Man? To, well, I don't. Well, I don't know. I, like I never do thought a. I never thought the Joker Which, could be replaced. Honestly, it's kind of cool that you know that they've got. Robert Downey Jr. coming back for Avengers 2 and 3. If you look at Avengers, there's not many scenes of him just walking around outside of the suit. There's a lot of scenes of him being CGI in the suit, and then Mm -hmm. most of the scenes are him in the mask, and you just kind of Mm -hmm. see him talking. He's really not in the movie that much on set. I mean, that's all they need him for. Which would yeah. basically be a cameo, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. but when you think... Yeah, he's a big part of the film, but yeah, you, you're,
2: like, you're, you're it's
0: also a cameo when, when you break it down.
4: Yeah, but you, you can like tie that up, up real quick over. and... It's almost more of a voiceover at that point.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, also, from comic book movie, there are reports that Shields Island Base, known as the Triskelion, will com- appear in Captain America the Winter Soldier. That's crazy. Uh, it also acts as a supervillain prison, so that should be just as cool as seeing the Helicarrier in Avengers mm-hmm. when you yeah. think about it. Oh, yeah, sweet. Sure. Um, speaking of Captain America 2, there were rumors of a relatively hot actor on the set right now. Army Hammer, rumored to be Ant Man, possibly? Oh, shit. He's yeah, getting uh,
6: some FaceTime for sure. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we know he's playing. You know, the Lone Ranger. The Lone yeah. Ranger,
0: which we're going to have a Lone Ranger show next week,
6: right? Which will be fun. Absolutely, Absolutely. I Good can't wait, wait that for that wait. movie. <laughs> um, but Ar- Army Hammer has long been rumored to be Ant Man, um, but he's also denied it constantly to the point where they almost gave up asking him. Um, but he happened to be on the set of Captain America Two, and when questioned about it, he was. Just kind of like, um, uh, yeah, no, I'm just here to see my friend. You know, I'm not here to do anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they just flat out ask him, you know, uh, you're, we know you're going to be Ant-Man, basically. And he's just like, I know who Ant-Man is, but no, I'm not going to be Ant-Man. I'm just just mm-hmm. visiting my friend. You know, that's it. Yeah. So I think he's a good choice. I, I'd like to see him as Ant-Man. And, and I, I don't know if he's going to be playing Hank Pym necessarily. I would assume so. But I think, he, I think he'd do a great job as that. So I think it's, it's pretty exciting. I think Nathan Fillion would be a great Hank Pym. I think he
4: would too, but yeah. you know. But already... Army
0: Hammer, if they can, if they can get him, mm-hmm. absolutely, he's up and coming, big time. You like right. Nathan
4: Fillion in the Marvel universe so bad, don't you, Brian? I'm
0: sorry, a man. <laughs> just, just <laughs> no. It's just him reuniting with Josh Whedon. That's the thing. Yeah. A lot of people want. Can that, I have that, that know, Jake? He... Can I have that one fucking thing? <laughs> no, <laughs> you s- no, you may not. You soul sucking son of a bitch. No, no. no.
1: <laughs> but can I? I do want to say something real quick about Jake
0: tonight. He is so positive tonight. Isn't it Aww. crazy? Yeah, it is weird. It, I, I,
1: it's weird. It's, seriously, it's weird. I just wanted to bring that. Jake up Jake is
0: like a storm cloud. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Like if if like if we could have like I don't know icons. Well, you know, last week he was for, positive like, about. You know, Dan would be like this. You know, sunshine. The and, dickhead. Remember? And then Jay would be like I don't know a rainbow or something. Not-
1: <laughs> sorry, sorry. There's too much of that talk right now to bring that up.
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm gonna shut up. What would you be though? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's leave that forecast for a future episode. Um, anyway, like we're in. I think where there's smoke there could be a fire. I think there's truth to this. I think that uh, Army Hammer is going to be in a Marvel film and I'm hoping that it's going to be Iron Man. Uh, Iron Man. Oh wow. Ant-Man, Ant- <laughs> excuse me. That's what his symbol would be. Iron I'm Man. hoping that it's going to be Ant-Man. So, I think that would be pretty awesome. Right. Um. Hey, Jay Vin Diesel. What's up with that? Oh, geez.
6: Diesel, baby. Um. So he's he was spotted uh, going into a Marvel meeting. Um. And of course, he replied, "I don't know why I'm here." You know, something like that. that it was that actually was
0: what he did. He posted on uh, Facebook to 47 oh, Facebook. million Facebook fans that he's meeting with Marvel. And he said he didn't know what for, and he's put, Marvel has requested a meeting, no idea what for, haha, ha, you probably know better than me, meaning, I guess, us com- fucking comic book geeks.
2: Right. <laughs> fucking comic book
0: geeks. So, I don't know, do you, if they have a part lined up for the, you know, Fast and Furious star, who do you think they have
6: in mind? Well, you know, everyone's talking about the Black Panther because he's black, but I, I don't think that's what's necessarily the case. Um there's also rumors floating around that they want him for Rocket, Raccoon, Rocket oh. Raccoon's voice. Yeah, Rocket Raccoon, my favorite character. Or Groot. So it might be it might be Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. I've been um, reading
0: Thanos, unfortunately. What you? About, think
6: it's Thanos? I
0: don't think it's Thanos. I hope it's not Thanos.
6: Right. Okay. Well, what I think, um, and if you guys have been reading Age of Ultron, um, the Marvel series, and of course we're we're reintroduced to the Vision. Oh yeah. Um, from, from the Avengers, the the. He, he was birthed basically by Ultron. Ultron. And he's, he's part of the Avengers team. He's a robot. But he was actually uh, married to Scarlet Witch. Right. Yes. Interesting enough. Yeah. So, and they, they're doing, now they're doing Avengers AI, which he's kind of the leader of that team. So Vision now looks like Vin Diesel in the comic
4: books. I think Vision has always kind of looked like Vin Diesel. Yeah.
6: Good point, Jay. I well, I think even more so. It's kind of like what they did with Samuel L. Jackson. And, and Nick Fury and Ultimate in the Ultimate Universe, and now in the Regular, he looks like Vin Diesel now. So I think they're just prepping everybody for. He's probably going to be Vision. I don't think they want to give him a big speaking role. You know <laughs> what I mean? what about Ant Man? <laughs> well,
4: that's why they'd give him Groot. You no, know? right. that's that's they, what I've
1: read. Vin that? Diesel as Ant Man? There's three things that they 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 are guessing: Doctor Strange, Black Panther, and Ant Man. Oh yeah. God, those are. I don't want him to be any of
0: those. Yeah. No, Doctor Strange, no, and yeah. Ant Man, no, right. Oh. He'd be the
4: worst Doctor Strange. Oh, that'd be horrible! Can you imagine him saying, "By the hoary host of horror,", hosts, the horror <laughs> and, <all that? laughs> and then a fucking
1: nineteen uh, sixty Chevelle comes and hits him in the. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Might as well sign Paul Walker on. <laughs> 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 <Holy> shit.
2: <laughs>
0: All right. You know, I think like they're not I think Marvel is kind of being mum with a lot of this stuff because I think Josh Whedon has actually said a little too much yeah. to like people on the red carpet, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when he talked about Quicksilver, the possibility of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, you know, he was talking in code, but you know, I think Brian Singer deciphered it and now we've got Quicksilver appearing in Days of Future Past. I think Marvel's like, hey, shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree You know, But anyway, Joss Whedon wasn't sold on Guardians of the Galaxy Telling Collider on the red carpet at the Saturn Awards You know, it seemed out there to me I think it came from Kevin And I sort of went, I don't know about this And then they brought on James Gunn And he really turned it around As soon as they said, James, the movie started to make sense to me In a way that the movie hadn't oh, this isn't a guy who's going to chase Star Wars. He's going to make a James Gunn movie. And for James, the first thing was, I love Rocket. It's all the raccoon. And a lot of people were like, really, a raccoon? And he's like, nah, the raccoon is the heart. And knowing that I felt very safe. And then casting Chris Pratt, I was just there before starting production. And seeing all the designs, I got really jealous. I was like... Why can't I make this movie? I really turned to <laughs> 180 on that one.
4: Oh, this movie's going to be the best.
0: Well, you know what, Jake? I- I'm hoping you're right, but Josh Whedon also pumped up Iron Man 3, saying yeah, that did. you know yeah. Shane Black was doing such an amazing job with Iron Man 3, and I know a lot of people liked it. Audiences yeah, are kind of yeah. split on that movie, too, but I didn't like it, so...
4: You know, previous James Gunn movies are amazing, like Super and Slither. Mm -hmm. Oh, man.
0: I know. I'm excited for it, too. And I think if if they're going to have a director come in and do something like this, they're really thinking, like I said last week, they're really thinking outside of the box, having James Gunn do this movie. And I think that's a good move for Marvel. I think that's what makes Marvel different from DC and, you know, Warner Brothers is that they that they're doing it this way. They're bringing in people
4: that you wouldn't expect to direct these films. And they do lighthearted stuff. I mean, why so serious, DC?
0: Absolutely <laughs> <Why> so serious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to be talking about some comic books that are on our pull list that we want to share with some of our listeners uh, that we are really enjoying right now. First comic book I wanted to talk about, I'm, I, I'm gonna, I, there's three books that I'm going to talk about. The first one I'm going to talk about is a five-issue miniseries from Image. It's called Five Weapons. It's written and the art is by Jimmy Robinson. It's about a 13-year-old boy named Tyler who finds himself in a specialized school where assassins send their kids for education and training in one of the five deadly weapons. Tyler doesn't have a weapon or any fighting skills, but he still plans to graduate by beating every weapon master in the school because he has a powerful ability that nobody can match, his razor-sharp mind. There are five different weapons clubs, the Staff Club, the Exotic Club, the Gun Club, the Knife Club, and the Archery Club, and then Tyler... He takes on the President of each club and each and each issue, and it's a really fun book. I would love to see this adapted to an animated movie. Um, the characters are really enjoyable, and the art is beautiful and colorful. It reminds me of Harry Potter, just with assassins. Oh, it's very cool. It, seem pretty neat. It's, it's a, just a five. It's a five issue miniseries, and the, and book five is coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, if you missed out on this one, I'm sure it will be released soon in a trade paperback that will collect all five issues. So definitely check that out. It's Seems very interesting. It's fun, and I mean, there's there's uh the staff club kid is a Jamaican kid, and you know they use his dialect you can hear it in the that's what makes me want to see this adapted into like a uh, like an animated film sure
2: yeah
0: it's so fun I'm having a lot of fun with this I've I've really been enjoying it I can't wait for issue 5 but I kind of don't want it to end oh okay so it's one of those books I'd like to see it ongoing it's ending after this but yeah there's there's another book called Todd the ugliest kid on earth that that was a miniseries a 5 issue miniseries and it got such great ratings uh, and audience feedback that they're turning it into an ongoing series. It's coming back in September, and I'm that's hoping cool. that's what happens with this. That'd be neat. So that that's my first book. It's called Five Weapons. It's by Jimmy Robinson, uh, published by Image. Definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun.
1: Um, Everybody knows on the show that I'm not a comic book person at all, but I'm starting to become one. I just started uh, my poll list this past week. I actually have 10 books on there now. Awesome. Is, nice. And I'm actually looking forward to them. You know what I mean? Like at first, you guys were talking about comics a lot, and right. you, I, I remember talking to you last summer, Brian, and you started, you mentioned to me that you got back into comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember you talking about them. I didn't really pay any attention to, you know what there was out there. I didn't realize that this comic books are huge. There's so many different things out there to pick up, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to pick up a story that's been told for the last x amount of years. So all the books that I've been reading this year are either new number ones or books that are tying in a new new story right. Uh, but that's one book awesome Dan but one book in in general that I want to talk about which I know I think 3 out of the 4 of us are reading is 10 grand
0: 10 grand yeah yeah, yeah.
1: it's very neat uh just a little uh, just a little bit about it there's a guy named Joe uh, he was a hitman for hire he was killed in a in a god sent an angel to offer him a deal to earn his way to heaven so he could be with his wife that's essentially what's going on right. with the book um but the the crazy thing is is that the first issue sucked me in i mean it was a great first issue <laughs> mm-hmm. because you don't you don't you don't hear stories about stuff like this right um the book com- the, the book combines a classic uh, noir story mixed with a supernatural feel to it mm-hmm.
0: um, it's very noir it's a
1: detective tale too which i kind of like because i was always big into the detective shows and stuff like that when i was younger uh, but it's a fine example of both in mm-hmm. my opinion. i'm sorry this titles premieres an issue with a fantastic start to what i hope becomes a successful series uh joe fitzgerald the main character uh, is an interesting take on a classical character uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what the future holds for this character and the, the books going forward.
0: I couldn't agree more. This was like like the first issue. That's that's the only issue I've read yeah. so far. I have issue two ready, but um, I mean, I read that first issue and I was sucked in. Just I wait mean, till issue two, right? There's yeah. there's kind of like a, a reveal at the end of why you know he's doing what he's doing, right. and that's what kind of sucked me into this yeah. I, you know i got done reading this issue my mind was blown and i'm yeah. like telling my girlfriend who could give a crap it, it, about I it i did the same thing i know <laughs> it was
1: crazy but it's and, just
0: like i wanted to tell somebody and she honestly was like that actually sounds pretty per, interesting
1: in the crazy part i think we've talked before off off mic about this is that this could be a tv show oh absolutely oh, yeah. some yeah. network yeah. could pick this up and and run with it for a few seasons and jay you read
0: this too right
6: yeah yeah if a tv network is smart um, they're they're definitely going to jump on this. I'd love to see
0: like AMC do something like this. Yes.
6: And the, and the 10
1: grand title plays into the, the story, which is awesome.
4: Absolutely. You know what I mean? Very is, cool.
1: It's pretty neat.
4: Yeah. yeah. I actually read this first issue too, and um, I um, very much dislike uh, J. Michael Straczynski, who wrote this. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a very strong first issue. I really enjoyed Positive it. Positive Jake. Wow. Yeah, it That's was awesome. great. Um, the only time I didn't read Amazing Spider-Man was when J. Michael wrote it, and I thought this was great. I couldn't wait to turn every page. It was super and exciting. And you know, the the Ill- what about the really art? Good. The
1: art is, isn't, the art I've amazing. seen better art as far as the books I've been reading lately, but it's yeah. so perfect for this the kind of well, It's almost
0: like looking at a sketch that's the been coloring updated. Coloring, coloring, a yeah. Yeah, but it, what's coloring that, Jake? The was amazing. The
4: coloring in this the coloring was yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was. The, the illustrations actually bring the book, I think it helps a lot. The, really bright oranges that you don't see in comic books yeah. very often and just lots of colors that you don't see in comics very often.
0: We're only on issue two, is that correct? We're waiting on three, issue three? Three
1: actually comes out, I believe, on Wednesday.
0: So you can k- check this out on Comicsology digitally, or you know, just try your local comic shop. Yeah. They might have issues one and two still there. <laughs> check it out. Th- this is so early in the series. Super I-, I think this is going to be the next big series.
4: And I'm glad I picked it up, because... Yeah, I agree. I agree. Even if you don't like Jay Michael Straczynski, you should still try this out. I, I still liked it.
0: Uh, Jay, what do you got for us, buddy?
6: Well, I I'm getting really into the new uh, Dynamite comic series, Battlestar Galactica. Oh, wow. Um, we're on issue number two now. This is written by uh, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Oh, yes. Um, who also basically updated the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Um, and we're also actually consulted by James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie. So... Um, the writing in this is is fantastic. Um, you get the Alex Ross covers. I know Brian, you're reading the Star Wars yes. uh, ongoing, which Alex Ross also does. That this right. is the same kind of thing. It, it's it's really cool. It's mainly about Starbuck and Apollo so far, which is awesome. And and this is the old time series. This isn't you know the the 2000 series that came out that was you know a little more serious. This so is, they're going retro with this. They're going retro oh, with the yes. look, but it is it is still violent. I mean, you see deaths in this you see people getting shot and killed so there there is a grittiness to it that wasn't in the original series and and basically what's going on is time travel um, um starbuck and apollo, uh, apollo are stuck in an extra dimension they they traveled through time to where the Battlestar galactica didn't exist and they're in these sh- these new ships that they designed and it, you know it's the same kind of ships they flew in the series and of course you got the cylons very uh, cool you know chasing them and trying to wipe out the human race but you're, now you're dealing with time travel. So they're basically in another dimension where they're meeting other versions of people you already know from the series. Oh, yeah. That sounds it, cool. It is fucking cool as shit. Do you own all these issues, Shane? Yeah, I got one, one. Like I said, it's only two so far. Oh, yeah. Um, but if you like Battlestar Galactica, um, this is a totally different twist on it. And I like where it's going. Like I said, it's it's not as goofy as the series was. It is serious, and it's it's fun, and it's a lot more than I expected. So uh, I'm going to stick with it. It's it's the only Dynamite title I read right now. But um, yeah, I'm definitely sticking with this one. D- I'm
4: a huge fan of both DNA and Battlestar Galactica. And what's that called, D- Jay? DNA is uh, Dan Abbott and Andy Lanning. When they write together, they call right. they call each other DNA.
0: Yep. I'm reading on Dynamite. I'm reading uh, the new Green Hornet series by Mark Waid.
6: Very cool. It's yeah. really
0: good. So Dynamite's Dynamite's doing a really good job right now. I was just showing the guys here my Battlestar Galactica toaster. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome with toaster. the uh, yeah the Cylon it, toaster. It makes
4: me Cylon toast.
0: Which is <laughs> awesome. <That's>
2: awesome.
4: <laughs> Jake, what do you got for us, buddy? Um, I've been a really big fan of Mind the Gap lately.
2: Oh do you wow! Guys know this I've yeah. heard of it. I haven't been reading Never it though.
4: It. Um, it's written by Jim McCann. He um. He used to write a bunch of Hawkeye stuff for Marvel and then he started doing image stuff. It's a uh, paranormal thriller mystery kind of book. The main character was tried, they tried to kill her and now she's in a coma and she's trying to solve the mystery of her own almost murder while inside of her coma world. Kind of like Inception almost. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. The art is amazing. It's by, um, God, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. It's. <laughs> Rodin Esquijo?
2: <laughs> I'm yeah. Squeegee.
0: Yeah, his last name sounds like something you'd wipe your, your counter car. down with.
4: Your car. <laughs> Brian, hey, could you hear me
0: though. Esquijo? I need to wipe down this grease off my stovetop. <laughs> Brian Esquijo.
4: <laughs> you'll know this guy, Brian. He does all the covers for uh, Morning Glories. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Morning oh. Glories is awesome. Yeah, he, but he does all the interiors for this book. So, oh, imagine wow. the, the cover of Morning Glories, but all the interiors the same way. Right. And, I mean, in the, there's so many characters in this book. It's multifaceted. It's it's just the best whodunit in comics I'm reading right now. What issue they, are they on? It's on 11 right now, I okay. believe. Okay. You I would, get the first five in a trade paperback. Okay. Uh, it, it's a must-read. Awesome. Awesome. Very
0: cool. Secondly, the, the uh, did you have something, Chad? I don't
4: know.
5: It, no, not really. I mean, I haven't... Other than what I've kind of talked to you about, I've been interested in just trying to get in the man, more into the Superman The Superman, uh Did you read lore. Superman
4: Unchained? No,
5: not yet. No. Mm-mm.
4: What's going yeah. on in the new issue of Archie, Chad? Yeah,
5: yeah. Uh, you know what? Well, I that used almost, to be my joke. I, you but. know, I, uh, I, I didn't buy a pack of gum this week, so I don't know because it didn't come what in the... Guys, the I did, did I'll week. be honest with you,
0: I did just add Archie Afterlife to my pull list, which is the Archie zombie apocalypse... Oh, series shit. that's going to be coming out actually in you September. Know
5: what? I do have some I I want to throw out there now that I think about it because I do read this. Oh, every you're going to contribute to the show? Now? I am. I am. Oh, I am. Cool. It's a comic strip. It's you not a comic up the book. Guest ladder. But it's uh, it's Terminal Lance. So uh-huh. for all the military people out there, like this is it is awesome because it's it's just it's usually like three panels is all it is, but in three panels you can do a lot, right? So I mean mm-hmm. it's. Anyways, it's just a really good comic strip if if you haven't heard
0: of it, Terminal cool. Lance. Check it out. So,
5: yeah, so that's my, that's my Yay. plug for this week. But I will uh, I'll get more into it here. Awesome. So, yeah.
0: Um secondly, I want to talk about another image mini series. I know I've been talking the first one was you like Image. like mini? Dude, I love I love miniseries yeah, because they wrap quick, up really soon, right. and usually the uh, especially with these independent uh, creators, they get to tell the story that they want to tell. You know, uh, their character, mm-hmm. and they get to end it the way they want to end it. Um, I want to talk about another image miniseries called Mera. It's from writer Brian Wood, who I love. He's doing that new fe- all female X Men book. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also doing the Star Wars book right now uh, that uh, takes place in between episodes four and five of the original movie. Wow. Right. Um, but it's from writer Brian Wood and the artist by Ming Doyle. Mara is the story of an especially gifted woman in a sports and war obsessed future. Young Mara Prince is at the top of the world, a global celebrity in a culture that prizes physical achievement above all else. After she manifests supernatural abilities on live TV... She becomes famous all over again, but for the worst reasons, integrating themes of superpowers, celebrity worship, corporate power, feminism, and political brinksmanship. Mara takes a classic genre to new places it 's a six issue miniseries, and the art is absolutely stunning. The book deals with like introducing superpowers to society as well mm. as uh, how something like this could affect your family and right. affect your love life it 's a must read. We're still waiting on book six, which will complete the story. But definitely check this out. She's a volleyball player, hmm. and basically, what happens is during a live broadcast, um, she can pause time.
2: Oh and shit! And so what
0: she does is she sets herself up for like you know for like a really good spike or whatever during the game. And what happens is like there's kind of like a glitch, I guess, in her superpower, and they catch her pausing time. Uh, on the live recording and they figure out that she's got some sort of an amazing right. ability <laughs> oh, wow. to, to, you know, uh, but she becomes pretty much like a Superman throughout the course of the story and you've got the government trying to get involved and use her abilities for their benefit. It, it's a really cool story. Um, check, and her brother's in the military, Chad. So, okay, there you go. Yeah, it, it's a really cool story. You, you definitely want to check this out. It's called Mera. It's by Image. Um, the six issue comes Comes out soon. I'm sure they'll collect it in a trade paperback. Just just read it. It's really good.
1: From what, awesome. I, from what I'm learning from everybody is Image has really stepped up, right?
5: Yeah. I've always – I don't know. And I've never been a huge comic book fan, I guess, per se. But in terms of – I mean Spawn was like my intro to right. Image, Image. And then, and then of course, whenever I was buying those, I was at the comic book, shop, comic book shop. I would see a ton of different other Image comics. And I always liked Image just because it wasn't the norm. The, norm. the norm. Yeah, it was yeah. just you could always find some really cool alternate stuff that you wouldn't see anywhere else. Right. So.
0: You still got the big two you've got marvel you've got dc but
4: like image is really stepping up i mean you've got some other it's companies It's really been there. a renaissance in the last five years for image, yeah for image
5: absolutely I mean, it, that's good that's oh good. my
4: god yeah hey dan what's your second
0: book
1: uh, the second book I want to talk about, and I believe all of us are reading this, is East of West. Right. This is another book, like I said, that you introduced me to, told me to read it. Yeah. As of right now, I've read the first three issues. Mm-hmm. It's is, It's a hard book to understand because there's so much world building going on right, right. now. It's basically what, what it is. It's, it's a story that takes place in like an alternate futurist time where we know that the United States is divided into five different territories. It's almost like Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the U.S. Yeah, being <laughs> with the U.S. <laughs> being one of the territories, <laughs> which is it's they haven't really touched on that tw- you know quite yet. Uh, the leaders of these territories are determined to bring uh, the apocalypse by calling on the three horsemen. The book demands your attention at all costs. I mean, if you are in another zone at the time when you're, you're going to miss this, something, you're definitely going to miss this. I've actually had to read the first two issues
0: like three times now. It's kind of like you. I have to listen to you. Like.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, I zone out whenever you talk.
1: There's so much different stuff going on, um, but it's a cool story. There's The artwork's very neat. It's different every issue. I mean, they kind of they go together, obviously, but you're getting something different with each episode or each issue.
4: It's from Jonathan Hickman, Hickman, right? Yeah, it sounds like classic Hickman. It is classic Hickman. Very high
1: concept. Mm -hmm. The art is is so simple that it's it's amazing, in my opinion. And like I said, I'm I'm new at comic books. Mm -hmm. If you haven't picked that up yet, but I'm gonna continue to do
0: you know have this on my pull list and and read it. Right. Um, It's there's always a payoff with Hickman. I mean, it's like. I, what I've done is I've been... I read the first issue out of curiosity, but yeah. I've let issues two and three kind of pile up. Sure. I'm going to wait until about five or six issues and then start reading it. Because with Hickman, it's like, if you read an issue one month and then wait another month to read the next issue, you have, you to, have to go back and reread the first issue. I just want to read them all as a one-shot. The pace is so slow. Yeah, it's Brian, so Brian slow.
4: I agree with you 100%. I decided I'm going to read all Hickman non-Marvel in trade. Um, I'm gonna- like... <laughs> Huge Manhattan Projects fan, too. Yeah. I'm reading that all in trade now right. after the first six issues.
0: He's got a miniseries coming up called God is Dead, which I'm going to add that. And I'm just going to let that collect as a miniseries. Once it's completed, I'll read it as a whole. There's a, always a payoff with Hickman. Mm-hmm. You have to wait. Sure. I dropped Avengers, his run on Avengers. And I've heard that issue 11 is finally like where the payoff starts. Sure. And I dropped <laughs> was, off at like issue five. Being, so the I'll probably go back and read those digitally. So,
1: but it's a neat story. I'm just, saying anybody out there wants something a little bit different and is familiar with hickman than to pick it up
0: yeah agreed hey jay what do you got man uh
6: well i mean speaking of we've all talked about uh artistically things being stunning um batman superman number one Uh, don't spoil it i'm not going to spoil anything for you um i just want to talk about a little bit it's written by greg pack and then artwork by Lee. the artwork looks amazing one of the best I got to tell you, I mean, I've I've followed Jolly for a long time, even up early days of image in the in the 90s when he was doing like stupid ass Wildcats covers, you know, for Jim Lee's series back in the day. And he he was always just kind of a, you know, a cover artist. So you didn't get to see a full book by this guy. And I got to tell you, man, this is a work of art. Like this is the Batman kind of that you've wanted to see. And, and, and he I was telling Jake earlier, he kind of was looking at it. You you don't even have to read this because Jolly's ja artwork shows these guys' expressions, what they're thinking, so fucking well. He, he's he's a fine inker, you know. He just does these very detailed, you know, like a, a good ink artist would do, and it's just so fine detailed. Gotham looks like the Gotham you've seen in your fucking nightmares. Metropolis looks just like you would think Metropolis should look like, just heavenly. And and then Greg Pak, who's writing this, he interplays with that with the writing where he's like, this is Clark Kent's train of thoughts. This is Bruce Wayne's train of thoughts. And this is... This is kind of a rebooting too. This is a retelling of how they met. Right. Yeah, that's so, the whole that's that's what draw, drew everybody to add this to
0: their poll list is like this is right. their their first meeting in the new 52.
6: Mm-hmm. Right. So you're seeing a young Bruce Wayne who is really kind of very kind of downtrodden, you know, he's just kind of sitting back and watching the world go to hell. And then you have Superman who's always Superman trying to be the boy scout but he, he doesn't – he can't even fly in this. I mean, that's the only thing I'll spoil for you okay. um, is Superman can't fly. And Greg Pak has said that this is going to open up. And, and it's, it's not just going to be set in the past. This is, again, just an origin retelling. So this is going to come up to continuity uh, eventually. This is a retelling before Justice League number one. Oh, wow. This is like five years. So it's all going to tie in. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, so this is all going to tie into current continuity, and he was saying we can go anywhere with the series. So don't feel like you're not going to see this villain or that villain, and just wait. He he said, just wait till you see his, Jolly's render renderings of some of these people, uh, some of the villains they're going to face, and and everything else. Like I said, it's a fucking work of art. He doesn't. He only does about half the book, uh-huh. and then another artist takes over. Okay, and Ben Oliver. Ben Oliver, who's also great, but I know a lot of people are bitching online about that. Like I don't want to pay three ninety nine for half a book. It's like. It's totally fucking worth it.
0: Yeah. No. Is it a full Jay, book or Jay, do they have like a uh do it's they a have a full like, book.
6: It's a full book. That's
0: full awesome book. because most of these three ninety nine books, they've got those
4: little short stories at the end.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: No, listen, I the first thing I said to Jay I was in Jay's living room with this book open, jumping up and down about how great this <laughs> art was. And I can see art. that. I've never even met you, but I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I can I was see jumping that. up and down about the art in this book. And I said, How much is this book? Yeah. Ten ninety nine. I flipped to the cover. I said, "This is the best three ninety nine you can spend in comics. Right. That's awesome. That's yeah, the nice. one book I'm looking
1: bit. forward to more than anything, it, and I should have it tomorrow yeah. on my
4: doorstep." So I've been a Jay Lee fan since Inhumans, and then he did Dark Tower, which is my favorite Stephen King property. Yeah, and he does architecture like no one else. He does characters like no one else. Yeah, expressions like no one else. The characters are never in poses like you've ever seen. It's a work of art.
6: Yeah, it's, I, uh, it's not like Jim Lee where uh, Clark Kent kind of looks like Bruce Wayne. This is – you can definitely tell this is Clark Kent and this is how he carries himself and this is what he's thinking. And the same with Bruce, uh, Bruce Wayne. When, you, when you're first introduced to his characters through this artwork, you can see that he's dark, he's downtrodden, he has a different view on life. I didn't even have to read a damn thing. In fact, I skimmed the artwork first, and then I read it. You guys it. have
4: got me so pumped to fucking read this. It's oh, no. amazing, yeah. Brian. I'm telling you, I turned the page. There was two splash pages. I was jumping up and down. Yeah, Holy shit, went, dude. You know, I
0: cannot wait to read
5: this
4: title. If, oh, my God.
5: For me, whenever I started reading comics was when Jim Lee did the reboot. Like He did the Iron no, it's Man. it's not Jim Lee. It's not sorry, Jim Lee. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Then I thought you said Jim Lee. No, not no. Jim Lee. Oh, my bad. And then I'm
6: going to shut up because I'm totally right <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen,
3: Chad Michael. Hey, here
6: I am. I'm an idiot. Thank you. <laughs> Chip Lee kind of brought him in. I mean, under his wing, in in image and in in DC. So I mean, it's it's okay to mix them up. You know? yeah. yeah, they're both very hey, talented. Hey, and Chad, I fuck up all the time, and these guys don't say nothing. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm I'm about, as, I'm about as red as Dan's Cardinal guys. guys right now. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I, like I, I fucked up when I asked you both to be on the show.
5: Yeah, you did. <laughs> you you did? really yeah, did. Yeah, I really yeah. did. And,
0: and Dan and I both agree with that all the time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Fucking comic book.
5: Yeah. Well, so I'm just as new. Re- I mean. I mean, I bought comic books when I was in the past but it's like I haven't been a huge you're restart you're fan rebooting yet. I guess, I mean, if I could throw it out there to me, like, so just so I could finish my statement, I guess. Jim Lee, like, yeah. that was what got me into the, the Heroes Reborn series, is when I, like, hopped in. And so the anime, the way he animated, in my opinion, the way he drew, uh, like, Iron Man or, or, like, Captain America and all these, like, characters was just so realistic. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't oh, something God. you had seen at that point, anyways, in my opinion. So, anyways, I thought that's who you were talking about just based on that. So, my bad. Ladies and gentlemen, Chad Michaels. Chad Michaels. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking off my head. Phones now drink another drink <laughs> yeah well, i guess
0: i will Yippee. this program has been brought to you by chad michaels fuck-ups yeah. <laughs>
7: god i feel j-ly.
5: so good it's tonight yeah, <laughs> yeah, so i know good. that's i've i've gently uh, totally.
0: <laughs> for more fuck-ups go to chad michaels
5: Dad, oh. <laughs> 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 on
2: twitter <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, Follow his boy. fuck ups on Twitter. Jay and Jake, you have no the smile on my face right now. It's <laughs> amazing. It's so big like my cheeks hurt. Oh, shit. Oh,
5: hey, uh, uh, I'm not going to be sharing this uh this this <laughs> this like podcast on my
0: on any of my pages. I just want to You know what? You know what's so <laughs> cool? you know what's fucked up is like Chad's like going to be driving to Maryland and he's going to end up in like fucking Oregon or some shit. Oh. <laughs> He'll be living there for like a week and being like, "What?
5: Oh, <laughs> Where?
2: <am> I, <laughs> to get the, uh,
0: where's DC? Wait, what?" But the seafood on both coasts are <sighs> pretty
1: good. Now. Oh,
4: God. <laughs> All right, Jake, what's your book? Uh, oh, my next book is a total fluff book. Uh, my first book was serious, but Barbie. I've really been enjoying the uh, Mega Man series from Archie Comics. Okay, just a total fluff book. I'm, you know, I'm an <laughs> '80s kid, so I love the Mega Man from Nintendo. And it's hell course- yeah.
1: I love it's it, It's cool to see
4: all these characters fleshed out, you know, to see Cut Man and Guts Man and Bomb Man and Mega Man and Rush Man and Break Man and all the characters. Like.
1: That was, like, one of the only games that, when I was younger, as a, as a wee-wee. Um, <laughs>
5: as a wee-wee? As a wee-wee? <laughs> you were as a, a small dick? <laughs> or, like, what were you trying to, like, point out? Hey, that's a good analogy. a good analogy. <laughs>
1: I'm definitely not going to say the next thing I was going to say. Yeah,
0: back back when I was
1: a juvenile penis. Uh, uh,
5: I was actually just trying to take some of the pressure off Chad
0: right there. Thank you. You set me up well. I, I hope I spiked. Okay, that Jake though. is trying to talk about Mega Man. We're talking I was about bringing up Mega Man. We're but talking about uh, definitely uh, not your your wee, wee wee. <laughs> <I'm> talking
1: about <laughs> wee wee. <laughs> that
0: was my nickname.
1: Okay, Jake,
4: Jake. Back to Jake and Mega Man. <laughs> But, you know it's just a, it's just a fun read it's It's nothing too serious. I mean it's real kitty art and real kitty <laughs> stories. Right now it's doing a uh, Sonic the Hedgehog crossover. It's I heard about that.
0: that's awesome.
4: Worlds collide the first time Mega Man and Sonic the Hedgehog meet each other, and all their enemies and friends are all fighting each other and it's just a lot of fun. That's cool. Um, yeah, I heard about that. I didn't get in on that, but uh,
0: that's pretty cool that you got cross crossover. And you, you're not going to get that in the cartoon. You're not going to get that in a, in a video game. So that's, that's what made comic books so amazing is There's that you're going to get to see things. There's endless opportunities Exactly. Story, you know. You know, it's yeah. like we talk about the Marvel Universe all the time. We talk about, uh, you know, like X-Men and we talk about Spider-Man and we talk about, you know, the Avengers. We can't see them all together in the same film. But right. every week I can get a book. And see them all interacting with one another. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes comic books so fucking
4: amazing. I agree, Brian. It's super fun to see Dr. Wiley and Dr. Robotnik scheming together against, you know, Sonic and Mega Man. It's it's pretty hilarious. I'm sold, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Comic books are cool, and if you don't think so, fuck you. Anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, go hit her from the back if you don't agree. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. You know, without comic books, you wouldn't have films like Avengers. Nope. You wouldn't have The Dark Knight. You nope. wouldn't have Dark Knight Rises. Nope. You wouldn't have any of these films. You wouldn't have absolutely. Iron Man 3.
5: I mean, wait a minute. I'm sorry. What?
0: <laughs> you wouldn't have Man of Steel. You wouldn't have Jay Lee or Jim Lee or whoever the fuck Lee Whatever, is. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Stanley. I'm going to hide now.
5: You're cool, <laughs> Dave,
0: Chad.
1: You're all embarrassed. And I am like, embarrassed. I totally feel. Now you know how I feel every damn week. Like, <laughs>
0: that's, you that's, you got Dan is to our like ostrich get, with his head in the sand head the, every yeah, week. Exactly. There's a
1: Jay Z song
0: that I listen to when
1: I on my way home every week, and it's called uh, "Dirt Off Your Shoulder." Yeah, mm-hmm. and I play it, and I
5: think of Brian the entire <laughs> time because <laughs> I'm well, just. What? Well, what everyone doesn't know is Dan actually has a bucket of sand here. So I'm going to go put my head in it. There All
0: you go. Right. Yeah, let me All right. Over. Yeah. All good. The final book I want to talk about is uh, Shadow Man from Valiant. Um, it's written by Justin Jordan. The art from, like, the first couple arcs is by Patrick Zurcher, who has actually left the title, and he's doing Suicide Squad for DC now, but now they've got Neil Edwards. Uh, the book is not a miniseries. I know I've talked about two series so far. This is an ongoing title from Valiant. Um, it's about... Um, Evil forces led by Master Dark, they invade New Orleans through a portal. Um, Jack Boniface, uh, his father Josiah, leaves a special amulet to his wife, Helena LeBreton, before going off to face Master Dark. When Jack is old enough, Helena gives him the amulet and disappears. Now, Jack learns that his parents were criminals on the run. His father Josiah had been charged with homicide, but nothing was ever proven in court. Both of his parents are currently nowhere to be found. Elsewhere, a monster called Twisted slaughters patrons at a bar. He then turns two police officers into monsters called The Brethren. Meanwhile, Jack, distraught by... About his criminal parents, decides to throw this special amulet that his mother gave him into a river. Once he does that, he doesn't realize that the amulet's been protecting him this whole time. Dox's protege Alyssa is able to detect him. Uh, she refers to Jack as the host. Dox realizes that if Alyssa can't detect Jack, so the so can the Brethren. So now Jack is being uh, hunted by the Brethren. The only thing that's been protecting hold this this whole time is the amulet. Jack is kidnapped by the two brethren after driving him to a remote location. They gun him down when he attempts to flee. He is then unexpectedly merged with a mysterious shadow entity, entity who heals his injuries and turns him into what we know as the Shadow Man. Hmm. Um, Each issue, he is learning more and more about his power and uh, encountering more and more dangerous enemies along the way. I love this series. Uh, I give it a Tupperware rating. Um, It's caught the eye of Hollywood as well. And uh, your favorite person, uh, Jake, is uh, writing the screenplay to the (laughs) film adaptation, J. Michael Straczynski. (laughs) No casting or director have been named at this time, but Shadow Man is awesome. It, it, it is a fantastic book it, it originally you know they started the series back in ninety two and then this is kind of like a retelling of the original shadow man's son um it was uh Jim Valentino that did the original yeah yeah it's it, it, this retelling of uh Shadow man is fantastic i', I well, I'm, I'm a little on. upset that I think they're on issue eight. Right now, and they had a zero issue a couple issues ago. But uh, I'm a little upset that they lost Patrick Zercher. His art was fantastic. Now they've got Neil Edwards in there, which is good. But I, I do miss Patrick Zercher.
6: Now, so. now is this kind of noir too? That kind of feel?
0: Not really.
6: It's not. Okay. Not
0: really. Uh, I, I guess when you okay when he's in like the uh, the I don't know like the the Shadow Man world, right? It's not. But when he's in like the regular in in our world, it is. Okay. Uh, yeah. So
6: yeah. Yeah. Kind Fifty-fifty of on yeah. that. Man, I want to check that
0: out. Definitely check it out. I'm sure it's out. I'm sure the first few issues are on trade. If not, they'll be out in trade soon. So definitely mm-hmm. check it out. It's fucking awesome.
1: Um, there is a couple things I want to talk about real quick before we move on. Okay. Um, with my pull list, uh, we talked about the bounce before on on a previous yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. I went and reread that, and I yeah. actually enjoyed it again. Oh, cool. Or a lot cool. This time, very good. Um, I'm actually looking forward to the, I. I I think two just got released last week. Yes. Uh, I haven't picked that up yet, and it's in the mail, but. I don't know why the first time I read, it, I think it was just my mind was somewhere else. But yeah. I read it again, and I actually enjoyed it because you you can finally relate to a superhero, right? Like being yeah, it's
6: very realistic. Yeah. You know, I, I
1: know you are you caught up on it?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. What? Well, well, I, uh, I mean, when most of these superheroes originally came out, it was during either like the Golden Age or the Silver Age, right? Yeah. Nothing, you know. I mean, these are this is Image coming out with like a more modern, modern,
1: big time superhero. Modern. I mean, you yeah. have a superhero who I believe on uh, issue number three, it shows him in the full costume with his mask pulled up to his mouth. Blowing out the biggest smoke. Right. He's like taking his <laughs> you know, alter ego. <laughs> he's like take, a pothead. Yeah, he's taking a hit of a... But I'm saying he's in superhero mode. Right. He's got his mask pulled up to his nose. His alter ego is blowing. Dan Hill. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I wish, but not. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> I'm just kidding, no, <laughs> no, no, I know. Um the, the Bounce and also Jupiter's Legacy. I think we're all reading yeah. that, too. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. another one that yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to finishing. Uh, the funny thing is, is I do have four Image Comics on my pull list now.
0: Nice. Yeah, with Very the Wake,
1: cool. Ten Grand, The Bounce, and Jupiter's Legacy. Wake is actually Vertigo. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I totally re- uh, re- misread that. It was East to West. I, I, I looked, That's I cool. That, yeah. So...
0: All right, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite childhood toys. Who wants to start talking about some of the toys that they grew up with and really enjoyed playing with?
1: Um yeah, I will. Um He-Man was a big one for me. Yeah. Um like I said earlier, it's not something that's uh, I remember going out and buying at the stores, but I remember through family photos and things that that was the one thing that started my toy fetish because I do have a lot of toys I grew up with and he Man was one of them with the Battle Bones figure, where you can select. You know, you can put all your to- all your figures into the the skeleton looking dinosaur. And Jake, what was the uh, the castle that you could talk into? Uh, Snake Mountain. Snake Mountain. Yeah, that that was, was
0: Skeletor's castle. Skeletor's you, you castle. You had yeah. He-Man's He Man's castle, which was you know Castle Gray Skull. Yeah. Um, and then you had Snake Mountain, which was uh, ca- uh, Skeletor's castle. Right. It had like a trap door and like yeah. a dungeon, yep. and then mm-hmm. like you could talk into. It almost looked like a uh, kind of like a cat. Or a puma that you could talk into it was like yeah. a microphone, yeah. and it had, it had like a an,
4: mouth you could move up and down to pretend like it was talking.
0: Yeah, it had an echo effect, and, and that was very cool. I loved that toy growing up. I had it. I owned it myself. Okay. Yeah, and um, so you remember some of the actual like cats that were like velvet? Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, wasn't it that awesome? had, like, the, like the furry, furry type. Right. Yeah. yeah that was uh, that was the panther, panther. that was uh, that, that, that that Skeletor right. sat on. Yep. Yeah, it was a purple cat. Yep. And then Panthro. of course you had uh, um, was it Panthro? Oh, well that that's that's thundercats
4: that was Thundercats. Oh,
0: so Skeletor was actually on Panthro's, like, shoulders, is what you're saying?
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: he was riding him, was like, uh, like piggyback style? Bearback style. <laughs> he was, like, Bearback. slapping Panthro's ass and, like, hey, let's go! <laughs> was he wearing spurs or some shit? What the <laughs> fuck? But, um, you know, you had Battle Cat, which was He-Man's. And he, would right. sit,
1: and he actually had the saddle that you and, could sit on.
0: Yeah. yeah. What I loved about Battlecat though, was, like, you know, he was kind of like a coward. And then when He-Man turned, you know, when, when he went from Prince prince adam to he-man he would blast battle cat with the sword yeah. and then battle uh, he would blast the cat and he would turn into battle cat yeah. which and is how awesome. cool
1: was the actually the, the toy yeah. you could get you put the face mask on battle cat yeah absolutely right. that, that, that plastic that, red that, like,
4: like uh Cringer was right. uh, prince adam's cat cringor turned into battle cat
1: yeah and that was uh and what's cool about it is there's a website you can go and you can buy these toys again it's called eBay, Dan. It's no, been not. around for about 10 fucking years. <laughs> I was actually going to say it's, it's, it. it's He-Man.org, and you can go in and buy all these original toys still without without fucking with eBay, Brian. <laughs> 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 and not everybody likes eBay, Brian.
4: <laughs> uh, I used but no, <laughs> to be really obsessed with all the comic books that came with all the He-Man toys. Um, every He-Man toy came with a little miniature, like, Ashcan-sized comic book. Yeah. Do you guys remember that? I don't. I do remember that. Now, do you guys remember the golden
0: books that they came out with? Oh, yeah. Uh, The big big hard book? Yeah, and they also had the the little records that you could play on your little Fisher-Price record player. Mm -hmm. No. Those were awesome. I still remember listening... To Those as a kid, and they, they were so much fun to listen to,
1: yeah. After He Man, when I grew up a little bit, it, it, it started uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original like 90s toys, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that was that was really when it kicked in for me. The original line, I think it ran for like nine years or so, uh, from like eight the late 80s to um, the mid 90s or so. Yeah. Um, and I and I actually remember going to the store and purchasing these and, and begging my mom. Uh, for new Ninja Turtles every time we'd go to the store and, you know, I had them all Leonardo Donatello, blah, blah, blah. But the one, the one toy I remember as a kid was, um, the shredder because I think he had like the plastic sh- uh, forearm the razor sharp you know what I mean no those yeah, were razor, act- yeah,
0: those yeah. were actual razor blades and like <laughs> no. parents were complaining that their kids were getting cut <laughs> up and fucked up and shit there were kids bleeding out and that was like all over the news Dan no, no, no. they were plastic yeah
1: but that's the one thing I remember as a to as uh, how real it was
0: I used to shave myself with the actual figure
5: because <laughs> you were like 15 or 16 uh, when these you came know, out well, it was before the quattro so you had to yeah uh,
0: yeah <laughs> You asshole, <laughs> Gillette—the best the man can get. My ass—I'm shaving with the fucking shredder, you motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> teenage mutant ninja shaver. Teenage mutant. Okay, asshole.
5: <laughs> Razors in a half
1: shell.
6: <laughs> Razor power. power. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You guys, did anybody have Ace Duck? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this toy segment sucks balls.
5: This sucks worse than Baxter
2: Stocking.
5: <laughs> nice reference. I like that. Gosh. Jake, Jake, you
7: go ahead. One of you, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm thinking.
1: I'm, I'm like waiting for like Tom Brady to come in here on a Gillette commercial and fucking <laughs> shave his face with a
0: shredder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, somebody else talk about a toy. you Bastards!
4: <laughs> you guys Muscle Man?
6: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah,
0: I remember yeah. Muscleman.
4: They're uh, little little pink wrestler figures. Yeah. Um, muscle oh was gosh. actually actually an acronym that stood for. Uh, millions of unusual small creatures lurking everywhere i, I totally forgot
0: about
5: that i until did not just know now. that
4: yeah.
0: those were highly collectible back in the
4: day i remember those yeah. yeah take all my muscle men put them in this big hat shake them all up and then pull out 16 and then have bracket tournament wrestling matches yeah. for-
1: <laughs> that's fucking awesome
4: <laughs> that is awesome mm, nice. number 16 came out and I would just decide whichever one looked cooler which one was gonna win you know
0: Yeah, oh, that's awesome that's, man that's great that's fun dude I, I miss like uh, just being a kid and having that type of an imagination where that's all you needed was like you know, just some toys and some friends, and just playing. We used to play. I used friends. to play. Yeah, dude. I, used to, I, I, I miss having Yeah, I miss having friends.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you guys do remember the Muscleman, though, right? Oh, <laughs> I yes. totally. yeah, totally yeah. remember yeah. the Muscleman. Yeah, I just steal
6: those from people all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nestle. Nestle Quick packages too. Yeah.
4: yeah, back when I was a kid, nice plasticky taste.
6: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love that taste.
0: I remember playing GI Joe out in the yard. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. the small
1: ones with all the movable parts, or the yeah. bigger, tall ones. Oh, the
0: smaller ones. Yeah, absolutely. The ones from the eighties. Now yeah. I remember. Um, There was a uh, Fox 43 in Peoria had a contest. Basically, you know, you'd have your parents send in a picture of you to Fox 43. You remember that, Jay? I remember it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I was seven years old, and my mom sent a picture of me away to Fox 43, and it was a picture of me wearing, like, my birthday hat, and um, it was back in 1985. All of a sudden I'm watching Thundercats, it was a Thundercats giveaway, and you had the yeah. chance to win G.I. Joe toys, uh G.I. Joe toys or Transformer toys, or if you were a girl, you won my little pony figures. <sighs> I uh they showed my picture. And on TV, and I freaked out. This is before school. This is like you know, like seven o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And they they showed my they showed my picture on the right hand corner of you know Fox forty three during Thundercats. I'm like, I won, I won. And I was (laughs) hoping, I was hoping that I would get the uh, you know the my pretty pony. Transform yeah, <laughs> yeah, My Little Pony absolutely. <laughs> wanted the house, the little barn. Yeah, I wanted all the ponies. <laughs> yeah, but no, I uh, unfortunately I won. I wanted Transformers, but I won uh, GI Joe Troys. They sent me the uh, the vehicle, the Bridge Layer. Yeah, cool, nice. Yeah. I got Lady J, and then
6: I got Quick Kick. That's a cool fucking prize. It
0: was an awesome prize, you know. And uh, at the time, I really wanted G.I. Joe. uh, Excuse me, Transformers. Because the only figure I had at that time... Uh, was Trailblazer, and I wanted some more Transformers to go along with Trailblazer, so I could have, like, Transformer battles and stuff in my bedroom. But I I won the G.I. Joe stuff, and and that was awesome, too. So, like, you know, I started to build a G.I. Joe, you know, uh, army and things like that. I got Sergeant Slaughter. I got some other figures, and it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the coolest uh, childhood memories I had was, like, going to school that day and telling everybody Everybody. that that, that I won the Thundercats. That's awesome. Uh, contest.
1: Now, so, did any of you awesome. guys get into Legos oh, like yeah. early on? Oh, oh yeah, I, I had that, the yeah. Robin
0: Hood playset. Oh wow, yeah. After uh, I, th- I think it was before Prince of Thieves came out, but I had the Robin Hood playset, and so I would oh, my. play with that with the
1: little cross or with the bow and arrow. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah I remember exactly. And that didn't he have a cape? like I, a cloth cape i or believe something. so yeah. it was a lot of mm-hmm. fun to play with yeah. those i
0: had a lot of fun building and, with and the
1: funny the fun thing about legos is that you can buy different sets of different comic books or shows or movies or whatever right and, and mix them all together sure and have the
0: ultimate Teenage LEGO Mutant ninja turtles you've got dc you've got marvel and star and they wars they can all interact. Yeah. star potter. wars harry potter yeah. absolutely and yeah. the
1: one thing that i remember too is the um buying like the city legos where you get like a cop on a bike or right. motorcycle mm-hmm. the ambulance and shit and then you can create your own cops and robbers that was and the funny thing i remember too is my dad would i would build all these sets in the living room and he would walk around and act like there was a tornado coming and he would stop <laughs> and he would stop his feet and the next thing i know i'm picking up lego pieces for the next three hours <laughs> that's and, awesome um, but that's one memory that i had with legos and, and the funny thing is i still i haven't in a couple of years but i still collect star wars minifigs oh
4: sure yeah uh, i do the same thing dan yeah
1: that was the only set that I continued to collect when I got older. And I right. have I have a few um, that I'm proud of, and I have all the basic ones, too. And mm-hmm. um, Comic-Cons, they give out a lot, and I've never been to one. Exclusives. Exclusives. Yeah. And I've always purchased mine on eBay, yeah, your favorite place. You've got
4: to, I mean. Yeah,
1: but I want to go sometime and, and, and get some of these Star Wars minifigs that are collectibles and yeah. that are still you know, in the they, packaging.
4: They sell minifigs in sealed packs now where you don't even know which minifig you're going to get. Which is awesome because... I.
1: The ones I have I don't open. Yeah. So I'm never gonna know what's in that package unless I open it and I don't like to do that with the, my the Star Wars ones. Right.
0: Now did uh Jay, what, what were some of the toys that you grew up with that you really enjoyed?
6: Well I you know, I, I started off with Star Wars. That was, you know, the first toy that I remember getting and, you know, asking my mom for the at at and getting the fucking ATS team <laughs> Son of a,
2: (laughs) yeah, you
6: know, or or getting the uh, instead of the Millennium Falcon, getting the troop carrier, you know, (laughs) I was like, I thought I was pretty specific, Mm I was asking for, (laughs) but that you know, because Star Wars was so huge for me growing up, and um, and no, mom, I love you, I'm not dissing you, uh, thanks for all the Jay, your mom is awesome, by the way, she's a saint, she She is. is Oh, your mom. No, <laughs> so, seriously, like Jay's mom
0: is the coolest mother I have ever met in my entire life.
6: Yeah. Yeah. She really she really was uh, yeah. growing up really cool. And, and she would always buy me these things, which she didn't have to buy me shit. You know, I I wasn't the best kid, um, but she knew I loved them. And, and so it started off with me with Star Wars. Um, and then, like Dan said, He-Man was pretty shortly after that. Right. Now, Jay, um, did you get get into the Star Wars in the 90s,
1: like the reboot?
6: No, no, not at all. No, no. yeah,
0: they made them t- look too muscle bound muscle and everything
6: bound, else. Yeah. It was that, like
1: that's when I started
6: collecting them. Oh, yeah. I, I have a couple of those just because I, you know, yeah. I, I had t- my inner geek needed them. But um, <laughs> that that was my first big thing, and then you know, He Man, and then Transformers. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my favorite toy ever was the original optimus prime which yeah. um oh. when transformers toys first came out they were they were metal they were metal yep yeah and and so you're like this thing's never gonna break right. and i remember when i broke his arm off mm-hmm. as, oh, no. fighting with probably one of the Dinobots. i don't remember oh, jay <laughs>
0: but, listen uh three years Dinobots. ago three years ago uh, my uh, iron hide snapped in half
6: oh jeez oh. It's heartbreaking. My man.
4: vintage Ironhide.
6: Sniped, I still have my original
4: Starscream, so I hear where you guys are coming from.
6: Yeah, they were so well made. And, Ugh. you know, you just, I, I don't know. I was in love with fucking Transformers growing up because y- there was so much going on with mm-hmm. them. You know, I played with Legos. I played with constructs where you're, <laughs> you know, you're really using your brain, right. you know, and you're kind of making these scenarios happen. But right. for me, like Transformers, these things transform into different things. And there's so many, like, it opened my, up my imagination. Look, you've got a so robot; and it transforms into a vehicle, right? Yeah. And there's so many possibilities in playing with these toys. Yeah, I mean, they the uh, the the biggest toy I ever had was Fortress Maximus. Oh and yes, that mm-hmm. thing like came up to my knees. Yep, that's how big that it was a three
0: foot transformer. It was
6: awe inspiring
0: mm-hmm. as an eight year old. So
6: fucking <laughs> cool, and. And, you know, they had so many things like Headmasters, you know, I remember like the original Transformers gimmick was you would like press the sticker and, and the yeah. heat would tell you if it's a Decepticon or Autobot. Or Autobot. I love that gimmick. Cool. Yeah, they always had really cool gimmicks. You know, you don't see a lot of that. The Headmasters. Today. The Headmasters were so fucking cool. Yes. It's a Transformer within a Transformer. The comic oh, books, awesome.
4: the comic book series for the Headmasters was amazing. Jay, Jay yeah. did you bring up the Constructorcons yet?
6: Oh yeah, I mean you could combine these oh, things my into, into other just really big fucking robots. Well, so you the, had to collect the whole set. Yeah, you know.
0: with the Constructicons, like you know, like the other auto, the other groups of the different, uh, you know, you had like the aerial bots and the, and you had the Stunticons. You always had like the one big character, uh, and then you had the other. Four that would like turn into it with the Constructicons it was six small characters that turned into one big robot.
6: Devastator. Devastator, yeah. That was so fucking cool, man. Yeah. Because when you're playing you're like, all right, form up, you know and you have these little battles and then you have this giant fucking robot that you just created. That was so fucking awesome. Jay,
0: Jay, do you remember how me and you met?
6: I I remember Transformers being a big part of our lives. I
0: can tell you how we met. I, I remember it to a T. Uh, I was new to the school, and we met on the playground because I was talking about Transformers to another group of uh, kids. Uh Uh-huh. And they said, oh, you know who loves Transformers is uh, (laughs) Jay Piper. And I'm like, really? (laughs) And so, like, they introduced me to you on the playground. And then it was the episode – it was like a big episode between Soundwave and Master Blaster. Uh
6: Uh-huh.
2: Yep.
0: And and me and you started talking about that episode and how much we enjoyed it and that's what kicked off our friendship was our love for Transformers. Toys. So this show Pop Culture Leftovers it originated 28 years ago when me and Jay met on the playground and started <laughs> talking about Transformers. If you want to get seriously if you want to break this show down I was that's how old. this happened.
6: Right. And, and what's crazy too is I was entered into that contest with you. I, I I don't know I, I don't know if we were talking to each other during that time or not. I'm sure we were, but I I remember entering that contest. I don't think we told each other, and I remember like every day waking up to be like, okay, when are you gonna announce this? And I remember seeing your picture. I'm like, I fucking know him. He's having the best <laughs> day of his fucking life right now. That I didn't awesome. win shit. <laughs> Can I interject
4: real quick? Brian, you're so good at impressions. Can you do a sound wave impression?
0: Oh my gosh. That's impossible. And you know what else is impossible is a star scream impression.
6: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
4: Brian. You can't do a sound wave impression.
0: That's actually pretty good. Wasn't <laughs> bad. Did you guys know that the voice of Starscream, that, uh, the, the guy Cobra he was Cobra Commander, he was Cobra Commander, but he was a, a stand-up comedian as well. He passed away actually a few years ago, um, oh. but he was uh, part of the. Uh, he was on the cast of uh, Married with Children.
2: Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, he,
0: he was actually, he wasn't a regular, but he was on a few episodes of Married with Children, but he <laughs> was a stand-up comic, <laughs> which made him so good for that role of Starscream, because Starscream is actually a really funny character.
4: Starscream is my favorite Transformer. Uh,
0: mine, too. Mine, too. Yeah. yeah him, awesome. Him, and of course, Optimus Prime, because I'm, I don't know, I love the hero. You know, my childhood... Uh-huh. My childhood was, like, I love these heroic, you know, characters, like, these heroic figures. My whole childhood was, like, loving, like, you know, Hulk Hogan and Optimus Prime and and the, all these Arnold Schwarzeneggers, all these iconic 80s characters that we grew up loving, so.
6: Right. Yeah, and that, again, that's what, uh, you know, me and you, that's why we started talking, because yeah. that was the same way for me, you know. I, I was brought up in a really religious household, and so, you know, that was always my mythology but when it, once i started reading comic books i could relate it more to what is actually going on and so when me and brian started talking i was like i relate to these heroes you know i i know what you're talking about and this is the ideal, you know, and we should, like, these are important things. So it, it was really cool. And, yeah. and that led into comic books was was from the toys. So Yeah. Hey, before we move on, can
4: I uh, throw out some Grimlock love? Love. Yeah. Grimlock, uh, yeah. Grimlock smash. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Grimlock in the comic books is awesome, too.
6: Oh, yeah, yeah.
4: Oh, Grimlock is awesome, yeah.
0: yeah. Now,
6: now, one thing I wanted to throw in uh, before you guys say some more things about this, um, did any of you guys, like, watch the cops cartoon. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, oh yeah.
2: Yeah. The Didn't guy talked like
6: this, see. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: The but villains were so stupid though. The villains were so dumb. <laughs> who is that one this. villain who wore the shirt? It's like and it said, It's 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 good to be bad.
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they had like guys that looked like they're from Miami Vice but on right, steroids. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the but vehicles, they had
0: the, the vehicles. Toys. Yeah, the toys are cool and the vehicles were cool. Didn't yeah. they have that one? Uh, they, they had that, uh, it was almost like a helicopter or like a plane that one side was like blue and yeah. one side was red. Like the. Yeah, you oh, know yeah what I'm talking like about?
6: Their big. I think that was their biggest vehicle yeah. that they made. Yeah. Uh, and the toys were so fucking detailed. I mean, before toy companies like McFarland Toys came along, right. I'd say those were the most detailed, fucking cool ass action figures I've ever ever owned. They're like yeah. giant GI Joes.
0: That was another acronym, though. I don't know what it stood for, though.
6: Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, it. I will get it for you guys real quick. Yeah, yeah look that it up. Speaking of
0: yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun. It, see, that was a fun uh, TV series, and then they came out with toys that made you want to play with it because of the cartoon
6: right right and speaking of that just one more fucking thing captain power do you guys know oh, that's that's already about? on my list that's my next thing okay well maybe I'll, I'll let you talk about that
4: real quick cops <laughs> so central organization of police specialists nice okay cool cool yeah um, jay just mentioned my next toy actually um I was a video game generation guy. I mean, it was Atari, then a television, then Nintendo. Oh, yeah. And then the greatest toy ever (laughs) was Captain Power. Yes. Which combined toys, cartoons, and video games into one toy. Yeah. It was a Saturday morning cartoon, which you got your toys out for. And if you shot the yellow parts, you got a point. But if you had your toy held up during the red parts, you lost a point.
6: They can shoot you. Yeah. It's a totally interactive show.
4: Yeah, it was the best cartoon ever to me as a kid. I used to get all my toys ready for at least an hour before this cartoon started. How the hell yeah. did I miss this? Yeah, no, it, it was, was cool. Oh, man. Captain Power was the greatest. See, when you guys I
0: were talking had, about right, Captain yeah. Power, I was thinking about Captain N. Do you remember right, that? Right.
4: Oh, okay. That was the oh, Nintendo cartoon? On that. That on Which was awesome. I had that on my list, too. <laughs> but this this was like pre-Laser Tag. This was pre-Laser Tag. and. Captain Power and Brave Star. Do you remember Brave Star? No. I
2: don't yeah, like
4: I do remember Brave cowboys. Star. The Space Cowboys. They like, yes. They were like Space Cowboys that had interactive like laser tag functions. Yeah, I remember that. Like shit would like you would tally points by fighting with your friends with the toys and like parts of their hats would fly off and shit. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: Oh
0: man. Do you guys I mean, remember? So ahead of its time. Do you guys remember Silverhawks?
2: Oh, oh
1: I love yes. Silverhawks. Yes. Dude, that's. I can't even
4: really tell you
0: is much about curious? it. I have uh, Silverhawks issue number two in my bedroom right now. We can all read it. We're <laughs> <moving laughs> done with the podcast. Yeah,
4: do you, Brian. Brian, do you remember
0: Visionaries? Yeah, I remember Visionaries. Yeah, yeah the toys used to have come with like that three D kind of like shield. Yeah, I thought the, yeah exactly. Yeah, those were super. Before we too. move
1: on from Silverhawks, I just I just googled this and remember this is the only thing I remember about this. Is the, the accessory that came with the, each action figure? One was like a guitar. Yeah. And you can move it, but it was like a bird. Mm hmm. And then he wore a cowboy hat. Dude, yeah. I so remember that. And they were like metallic. Yeah. 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 Did you guys
0: know the the new Thundercat series that came out just a couple years ago, they showed like a, a clip of Monstar from Silverhawks in the new oh. Thundercat series? Oh, hmm. Huh kind of paid yeah. homage to it because you had Thundercats, you had Silverhawks, and then you had Tiger Sharks. Do you remember Tiger Sharks? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
2: dude. But
4: just to go back to Captain Power real quick. Yeah, go I, ahead. I had VHS tapes, and one was level one beginner, one was level two intermediate, and one was level three expert. And I, I played these tapes so much. They were the first VHS tapes that I wore out. Right. Like, you couldn't play them anymore.
6: I I remember just sweating my balls off, you know, just playing, being so into this damn game. Uh, Well, I mean, it was a toy. It was a toy and it was a cartoon. It was a toy slash game slash slash cartoon. I mean, it was... And I, I would just remember playing and be like, I got to hit all these and just fucking just sweat. And my palms would be so wet. I'd drop a toy, you know? Oh, man.
4: Jay, I'm so excited. I thought when I was. And then you found out about, about masturbation.
1: And you're like, it works out so well. No, you're man, like, and you like, it was over. I was
4: like, no, that's, that's like Called
0: yourself Captain Power for a different reason.
4: <laughs> She's I'm going to go in the bathroom and be Captain Power for about 15
0: minutes. It's interactive, Mom. Mom, I'm playing Captain Power in the bathroom. Him. Leave me alone! I'm busy. Fif- <laughs> Fifteen minutes,
1: jeez. <laughs>
2: um,
0: I remember like one of the last toys I played with before I got out of the toy thing and I started to like you know notice girls more was uh, yeah, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, that was probably the last toy I really played I think, with. Yeah. It yeah, wasn't
2: for
5: me as well.
0: Um, I had all the original toys except for like the sewer, um, like that little sewer tube.
5: Right Oh, yeah.
0: I had all the original toys. I even had the blimp, I had the skateboard. The blimp was had,
1: awesome because it actually like blew it up. Blew up. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I had all those toys. Um, what I did was like I had like this huge battle, um, and then what ended up happening is I ripped all their arms off.) <laughs> <laughs> but what happened was, once I ripped all their arms off and their heads off, I couldn't put them back on. Oh, no. They wouldn't snap back on. So, like, I had a bunch of, like, you know... know exactly what you're saying. Paraplegic <laughs> ninja turtles. Ninja no-heads. In my collection. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I had yeah. decapitated turtles. I had an April O'Neil walking around headless. Right. So... That was, yeah, they,
1: they did pop off easy. The though, arms popped yeah. off. And once they were yeah. popped
0: off, you couldn't pop them back on. Do you
1: guys remember... You said you stopped... This was, like, their, your last toy or whatever, but... I can't remember what movie these toys came out with, but they came out with, like, lifelike turtles. They were, like, kind of rubbery almost. The heads were plastic, and the shell was plastic, but the bodies and the arms were, like, almost a rubber. They they were
4: the action figures that were tied to the first movie.
1: Yeah, but they were, like, lifelike. Yeah, I remember those. I don't remember those. Mm -mm. See, Jake has my back.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I remember those. They were really weird. They they didn't mesh with any of the other toys at all.
1: They were, like, rubbery.
5: Yeah. I remember. I remember. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was one of the last toys I remember really playing with because I had a couple of buddies of mine spend the night, and you know it was like you know my birthday or whatever. So a couple of buddies of mine had spent the night, and we were playing with those. And they, the week following that, I got made fun of at school because they were like, <laughs> "Oh, he still plays with toys." So and you quit. So yeah. So that was yeah. like literally. That was a. I quit playing with toys because I was getting made fun of. My last toy of. I got
1: made fun of is I was collecting WWF action figures. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. I was buying. I mean, I was buying everything that came out associated with WWF at the time.
4: Yeah, uh, you know, I got one more toy I want to bring up. Do you guys remember Robo Force? Hmm. Was that the Dollar Tree, Dollar Store figures that you were buying? They were like robots with like su- suction cut bottoms. <laughs> No, <laughs> no. I don't, hell no. do you remember these? I had a ton of these.
5: They were like my favorite as bottoms.
6: A no, I don't. No. What about uh, what
4: about mask? Does anyone remember?
5: Oh, me? dude, I love dude. Mask. yes.
6: Oh, Except so they
5: had
4: that R two D two wannabe it robot. It was it was T bot. <laughs> oh
5: yeah, it was that T- was one of T-bot. the best
6: cartoons.
5: Yeah, ever. I loved that cartoon, and I had, you know, because it was the whole thing was they had to put on these masks. and once they put on the mask, and they could like control, like they could like almost kind of transform like their vehicles or like, different things that they were in. So there was and like you had that motorcycle you know, that turned was, into a helicopter. Was, yes. And then there was the car. There was like this convertible that would like kind of like fly. Yeah, as the well. car that would fly. It yeah. had like
0: the wings that would like pop exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. And I
5: had that. And it was so, I was so pumped when we, I got that. Because uh, was a villain. In
0: the 80s, we really grew up with like these toy properties that were like, uh, you know, they'd come out with the cartoon. And then the cartoon was like, t- uh, kind of like trained us to like want to buy the toy. Yes. So, right. Yeah, You guys and, remember Boulder Mountain? Yeah.
4: Boulder Boulder Mountain. It was the mass, like, big, like, Castle Gray oh, Grayskull. Yeah. Oh, I oh, yeah. thought that was a
0: nickname for a girl we used to call in gray, like in uh, junior high. We used to call I her Boulder Bulk. Mountain. <laughs> the pulse turned into a big Key gun.
2: Slope. It, was yeah, a, yeah. it was a super fun. <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah. Those were cool toys,
6: yeah. Those, those were some of my original ones. Yeah, I like the Humvee that turned into the boat.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Another one that I hadn't heard mentioned yet was Micro Machines. I oh,
2: love Micro Machines. Shit. <laughs> I, I love the shit.
5: advertisements for Micro Machines. Yeah. Remember like, the guy that would talk really fast? Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. He was
0: on Saved by the Bell at one point, and they
4: were like yeah. trying to. Like, he was the
0: voice it. of Blur in so. the Transformers movie. Oh, really?
4: Oh, I've got Micro Machines written down too, Chad. Awesome. Those are awesome. Yeah, yeah. I watched
0: Big love those. For, for Blur, but what way. about yeah. uh, McDonald's toys? Do you guys remember any McDonald's toys? Yeah. Like the little green guys
4: Astro Snicks.
0: Yeah, Astro Snicks. I
4: love the Astrosnicks. <laughs> hold on.
0: Oh Astro Snicks, I had I loved collecting Astro Snicks. Okay, listen, hold I'm on. I'm listening. You've got the Smurfs, right? Yeah. Okay. And right. do you guys remember the snorks? That was, the, yes, what? The, remember snorks. the snorks. Yeah. The un- they were
5: the underwater smurfs.
1: Okay. Snorkels?
0: Snorks. The it was
5: snorkel. Oh, okay. okay. I'm so sorry, I couldn't snorks. remember. It's been. Fun. Yeah. Hang on. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm okay. old, dude. Oh, yeah, I know
0: Jim Lee. <laughs> 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 Ryan, I
2: got
4: your back. I All can right. sing the song still.
0: Yeah. Swim along with the snorks. Wow, yeah. Swim along yeah, with right. the snorks. Happy will be living under the sea. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'm manly, aren't I? Um Astro they were like the aliens to like the Smurf. You had the Smurfs, which were like, you know, I don't know, the woodland creatures, then you yeah, had right. the snorks which were underwater, and then you had the Astrosnicks, which were like the alien versions of these. Um McDonald's used to come out with these toys uh, called the Astrosnicks. You can look them up on eBay. They still sell these little figures, and I love the Astrosnicks.
4: I still Uh, have at least eight of these, Brian.
0: I used to have, Jake, listen to this. Did you ever see the um, spaceship? For the AstrosNix, The oh, white spaceship? No. Look it up sometime. Uh, it On was eBay. It was a... Uh, you had to like, send off like uh, so, a little bit of money and then a few of the UPC symbols, and they would send you the spaceship for the Um I, I got this in the mail, and I had it at one time, and uh, what I did was I sold it in a garage sale years later, which I wish I would have kept that, and I mm-hmm. wish I would have kept all my figures. I
4: Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I still have the Smurfette, Astrosnick, and yeah. a bunch of them. They all have like two antennas. And
0: two antennas or space. or one antenna. No, they have two little knobby antennas. I know, but there were certain ones that actually had one antenna. <laughs> like Teletubbies. Right. In, which, the middle. in the middle, right? In the <laughs> middle, which I think like, gave, like, gave like, kind of told you something like where the ranking was. Right. As far as being gotcha. an Astro Snick, which I don't know, that's kind of fucking stupid. But anyway, the only McDonald's and, like, toys I remember from
4: McDonald emblems on them.
0: They did have McDonald's emblems on. The them. The only yeah.
1: McDonald's toys I remember was that the Moonface playing like the
6: piano. Oh yeah, the the guy dressed in the. Moon what face? was his name?
0: Yeah. It was. uh, They had like yeah. Mac, it, Mac. It was Mac. Um, Mac. It, well, they, it was uh, based on that song Mac the Knife, right? And then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Big. He was wearing random, like
1: a tuxedo I don't know shit. why we're talking Mr. about big Game McDonald's toys. Yeah, yeah.
4: My favorite Hardy toy. Do you guys toy? remember Mr. Game Show at all?
0: The California raisins. You were going with that. Oh, right? yeah.
4: Yeah, so, uh, with California that's California what I was going to say. Oh, I love the California, the California raisins. I collected all those. Yeah, yeah.
2: and then yeah. you know
5: the other thing that, and you guys have talked about this on a previous podcast, but the the gremlins. gremlins. Yes, I mean, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I I couldn't, we couldn't talk about fast food and toys without bringing that. Hardy's
0: also had the Spider Man books where they oh, were the yeah. 3D books yep, yep, and it yep. came with the 3D glasses and you right. could read the Spider-Man stories. Yeah. That was back when Spider-Man and Friends came out with, you know, Firestar and Iceman. And yep. right. Dude, I, I loved that cartoon when I was a kid. That cartoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's
4: that, Jake? Firestar debuted on that cartoon <laughs> She did. she, she was she, in 616 proper. Exactly. Yeah,
0: that's uh, kind of like, you know, Harley Quinn debuted on the uh, Batman series before she
4: came into the DC
2: So
0: Mm -hmm. same story with Firestar, which was Um, really cool. Kurt
4: Busiek introduced Firestar into the into the Marvel U, I believe. Right?
0: Yeah, dude. uh, I think growing up in the '80s, and I, I I can't. I I know kids are going to be nostalgic about what they grow up with now. You know, like either their Pokemon or whatever they were growing up with now. But, I mean, being a child of the 80s and growing up in that time was just an awesome time for me.
5: Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. Agree.
0: yeah. You know, Thundercats, Transformers. I mean, look at this podcast. This this podcast is pretty much built on me and Jay meeting because yeah. of Transformers. Right. 28 years ago. Right. What an yeah. impact that, that series has had you know even today so i mean these are these are some awesome properties you know i, I don't know I, it's gi joe voltron oh, voltron was a, was
5: a huge one for me matter yeah. of fact that was whenever my wife, like, she had bought me that for, uh, like, one of my birthdays. Before, yeah. Whenever they re released all those seasons a, a few years yeah. ago. And it was just like, I was giddy as a little, oh, I was so, like, pumped to sit down and watch Voltron,
0: yeah. like, years
5: oh, yeah. later. It's like,
0: I still watch to this day every year. I at least watch one or two times a year, I watch Transformers, the animated movie. Oh, that's yeah. one of my
4: favorite movies ever. It's so good. The it's Dinobots so good. fight the Insecticons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael, Michael yeah. Bay
6: can't even... Eat- well, the, no, dino, no, the no, Dinobots take on
4: Devastator. <laughs> oh, that's you know, that's, that's uh, Orson Welles' last movie. Yeah, it is. And he was dying during that movie. He was dying. Yeah, he was Unicron.
0: Right. Well, you had Robert Stack as Ultra Magnus. Uh, Leonard Leonard Nimoy Nimoy as Galvatron.
2: Galvatron. (laughs)
0: Judd Nelson as Hot Rod. I never even thought about all these names. Eric Idle as
4: Retgar. That's huge. That that, that movie has huge names.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. who played Cup? Lionel Stander? Yeah. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, Lionel Stander is Cup. Uh, the Micro Machines guy that we mentioned earlier played Blur.
6: Yep. Yeah.
4: Oh eighties Toys were the best. I'm
0: willing to. Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem was in that movie. He played, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Wheeljack. It was the, it was on the Cliff. Cliff. Point. Cliff Jumper.
6: Yeah, that was, I think that was the first movie I cried. I, I was like, yeah. Mom, why did you take me to see this?
0: When Optimus, Prime, <laughs> when Optimus Prime died, every kid in that theater got teary-eyed. Yeah. Oh, for yeah, sure. Big yeah. time. You know, And yeah. the reason that they killed him was because they were bringing in all new toys. They had no idea the effect that it would have on these kids when they watched Optimus Prime die. I remember, Mm -hmm. seriously, for years, even after that, when I would watch that, I would get teary-eyed. Because that was such an amazing scene. Like, they show his, like, heartbeat on that monitor.
6: Yeah, and then he turns, like, gray. And then he
0: turns gray. And then you see, you know, uh, Butch's uh, son, Daniel right cry you know like he's got he's he he crosses his arms over optimus prime's dead body and he starts to cry and that's when i lose it because i'm i'm around that same age as daniel and i like i connect with them and i'm just like you know that's that's that optimus prime was like my hero yeah
4: definitely
6: it was gut-wrenching, and they did it, like, very early on in the
0: movie. And very early on in the movie. And <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like when Hot Rod became, like, who he was, you know, when he became Rodimus Prime,
4: it was like, where's Optimus?"
0: <laughs> right,
6: right.
4: So you, qu- I have a question for all the overs real quick. Yeah. Has anyone not buried a G.I. Joe action figure?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. I have. Oh, I, know I, I know I have. have. Yeah.
4: Or, yeah, or he sure. was on a string on the end of my bike. Have all f- <laughs> have all five of us buried in actual GI Joe figures? I have, I have.
0: and yeah. I lost that action figure. I have no idea where he was. Uh, <laughs> so how about, how many I, I apologize to, to the operator of the bridge layer. He is.
2: You're totally useless. He is.
0: He is somewhere on High Street in Germantown, Hill in, Germantown Hills, Illinois. So I apologize to how him. How many
4: people have made homemade parachutes for their?
2: Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! For, for
4: sure.
0: I actually made vehicles out of uh, like uh, spare Legos and a Big Mac container. Well, I, I was gonna
5: say <laughs> I was gonna say earlier. So go. like my parents never bought me like the pre like the pre kits for, for Legos. It was just always the random packs right. of Legos. So my villains were or my heroes were typically Legos that I would build. Yeah. And then I would use like my G. I. Joe's yeah. or Transformers or, or whatever to bust the case might be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and I always loved the Legos because you could destroy the crap out of them. Yeah, right. you know. So that was that was. How they I
0: should come out, out with like a Lego, story. like a Saw version of Legos. Like, like <laughs> 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 yeah, that would be badass. You know the horror movie Saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah like,
5: exactly. Yeah, yeah, that'd be <laughs> fun.
4: <laughs> Ironically, I, I think that would sell. That we used to create as kids with all our action figures, you know right it didn't matter what property you involved with what property we just combine them all and make one big storyline
5: well if if i try to get my son or my daughter to go just play in the room by themselves now it's it's virtually impossible they they're like well can i play my kindle or my ds or like and you know maybe that's a fault on me as a parent but it's it's hard in, in my opinion it's hard in this. that's day every kid age. now but it's you know because part of it there's a lot of things that go into that but but in terms of when I was a kid, I, I do remember that. My mom was like, look, go to your room and go play. And mm-hmm. and, and I'm you just you make up what you have. And, yeah. and it was like you would just make up all kinds of crazy I remember my, my carpet that we had was like made up of squares. And they kind of looked like roads. That was how I looked at it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so I had like this, I literally had a city. Uh-huh. That's the way I looked at it as a kid. It was like, this is a city on my floor. And it was like, Oh, there's this going on over here and there's that going on over there. And, you know, th- you know, and so I would have these big, huge, epic av- Avenger type battles going yeah. on, you know, as a kid. I was but-
4: all you need is a baseball hat and muscle man. <laughs> <good at that.
5: laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the cool thing was like throwing them all together. Like that was like what you're talking about earlier with comic mm-hmm. books and how you can take all these things. True. One of the coolest things about for me when I was a kid is Taking all these toys and like throwing them together, like oh, throwing all the uh, oh, I can have are you kidding? I can have teenage mutant ninja turtles like battling off with like the villains of GI Joe or or But the problem I had was the
0: was, scale, the scale of all the figures. You know
5: what? I, I and I know what you're talking about. I just yeah.
0: used to purposely I would ignore that. So mm. I had um I couldn't do it though. I, oh, I
5: totally no, did. Especially you.
0: even like with like the transformers. Yeah, you had like the scale of those were fucked up, weren't they, Jay? Yeah, they should have been a cuz like bigger. you had Galvatron and he was the same size as Metroplex? Right. <laughs> yeah, <what?
2: laughs> it
0: was like yeah. what? Yeah. yeah, he was huge. Yeah, you he had Galvatron huge. the same size as Metroplex and you're like, uh, "Metroplex is a city and Galvatron <laughs> is a cannon." And they're the same size in the toy form. It's like, "Let's get things correct to scale."
5: Well, that, that always bothered me during the, the cartoons when you watch him transform into the gun
4: or the cannon or whatever. Oh, you know? I was, was going to say the same thing. When, like, Megatron or Soundwave yeah, turned yeah, into the gun.
5: Yeah, yeah, because I, uh, I had Soundwave, you know, yeah. so you, like, transform him into, like, this cassette deck yeah. is what he transformed into, which was, if I showed that to my kids now, they'd be like, I don't even know what that is. Right. You know, <laughs> but it's like he would, like, transform, and then you had uh, Raptor, I think is what it was, or was it? Yeah, it uh, out of chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, like, come out of his chest and... Oh man, I love that toy. But I was sitting there thinking to myself, I remember thinking this when I was a kid. It was like, this is the largest stereo I've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life. Like, (laughs) holy crap. Like, you know, so. And then you'd watch on the cartoon, and somehow he would, like, minimize, like, down to, like.
0: They actually explained that in the comic books if you read it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they actually explained that in the comic books. But yeah, they couldn't do it for the toy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it just kind of, like, you know, defeated the purpose. You could never, as a toy, you could never have Starscream
4: holding megatron right can can you imagine if they used a like sound wave in a michael bay movie like a giant cassette tape machine landing in new york shooting off (laughs) (laughs) what pissed me off what pissed me off though is that they did use him but he was a satellite
0: that's okay whatever but at least give him the same voice that you had in the cartoon exactly
5: yeah at least use
4: my same voice
5: I I agree. No, I agree. Because as soon as I realized that's who it was, yeah, I, I was uh, I was so I was just once again. I, I mean, there was a lot of things that let me down with my right. Bay and Transformers. I'm but. just
0: glad that they got one thing right and they let Peter Cullen be the voice of Optimus Prime. Exactly. Yes.
4: Yeah. 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 So what hey guys, mean, I don't know. Was there anything you guys wanted to wrap up the show with? No. I mean, I mean, I could talk about toys for the next six hours, but we gotta stop this. Eventually. I know we gotta stop. Bit, Slime due and to
2: Teddy time.
0: Maybe what? maybe we'll do a toys part two. Oh, Teddy uh, Ruxpin the go- the <laughs> Hey, hey, choice. what about my pet monster? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. What my about Good garbage pail kids?
2: Used-
4: love playing Thriller through Teddy Ruxpin Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <A little warm. laughs> But guys, I've had a- what's that, Dan? <laughs> creepy crawlers. I know it
1: wasn't really a toy, but the ones you bake.
6: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You put those. the you
1: put the gel in the little mold yeah. and you bake it and you pull it out yeah. it's like a big so, like, ass spider or something.
4: Forms were kind of the same thing. Yeah, yep.
1: cool that's what I wanted to end the show with is creepy
0: crawlers <laughs> creepy crawlers alright well hey yeah. I've had a really good time with tonight's show um, maybe we'll have a toys part 2 episode where we can like kind of think of some more toys that we used to sure. play with uh, but uh, I've had a great time and we'll see you next week okay guys thanks for awesome, Chad too, Chad for this is, yeah this, this is Chad's last week before the Maryland yeah,
5: yeah. I'll, I will definitely uh, I'll, I'll hook up on skype you're coming little, back right yeah absolutely all right man
0: Absolutely, all right. cool all right <laughs> hey we'll see you guys next week with episode 11 we'll be handling uh we'll be taking on the uh, lone ranger
1: right yes
0: yeah, yeah all right cool later, all right call. see you guys next week
6: bye later see ya thanks for listening to pop culture leftovers congratulations i don't know how you did it i couldn't do it you people need a t-shirt saying i just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap
3: scraps drop by the cool kids. It,
4: it, it's a trap. Gonna
3: to toss it, gonna to taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, race it, let's embrace the topper wear. Party, culture spill over like a vulture carry over, culture pushovers, pop culture and, and with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said, left over. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing, this it's culture leftovers. That are original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the weed from the shaft And we're the shaft the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the poor kids.
2: It, it, it's a trap. Good
3: and to toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. culture spill over like a vulture. Carry over to Push over Pop culture Leftovers And with the uncool kids What's to say has already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Pop culture leftovers no, 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 no. Good and to toxic, good to and we love it. Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, pushovers pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said? Leftovers. Sure and the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers
0: now there's two other leftovers they couldn't make it today one's in chicago one's at work um i told them that it was mike hatton i think they heard mike Patton, the lead singer oh wow
7: i wish i was mike Patton. yeah they they don't they're they're
0: they're not faith no more fans so they were like "Ah, i'm gonna go to chicago i'm gonna go to work so i was like no 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 no. it's mike hatton and they were already gone and i'm i'm recording i'll edit this part out but we can just start we can just jump into this bad boy Cool. cool. Alright, here we go. Hey, uh, this this is a wonderful uh I'm gonna start over.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, this is gonna go in the uh like the blooper reel. Yeah,
5: absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
7: Oh fuck, I forgot to talk tri- talk about Sam Tripoli. Um Tripoli's joining the cast and uh he um he's having us on his show on Playboy Radio on Tuesday and just getting people lined up for that has been Uh, You know, a nightmare. And that's right here in town. I'm like, hey, can we run over to Sam's? (laughs) So, um, but yeah, you know, Sam's on The Naughty Show. So if you guys, uh, you know, watch that or listen to that, that's, uh, you know, we'll we'll be on there on Tuesday with, I think me and Nikki are going to go on there. And I'm not sure about Tara or Asa. I'm going to see if I can get them to go with me.
6: Awesome. Yeah, we can mention that too. Yeah, we'll mention it.
7: Yeah, Tuesday, this Tuesday night on uh, Playboy Radio, uh, The Naughty Show with Sam Tripoli
2: okay
6: awesome awesome who's
7: also joining the cast we just you know what i did not put that on the indiegogo that's amazing it's been crazy it's been a crazy i
6: saw that on imdb so it is on there but yeah
7: yeah he's uh he's so talented and and hilarious and he's perfect in this universe because he's already you know the naughty show is a as a hybrid you know comedy slash burlesque type thing so he's already got a huge following in that in that universe so I was just pissing while I was talking to you guys. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded echoey, and I heard belts. That's, that's
2: the only, oh,
0: that, only soundbite we're going to include of that whole interview. <laughs> it's just you, know, you, know, talking, you talking about how you're pissing.
2: An exclusive an interview with Mike Hatton, and it's like, yeah, I'm pissing. Right. <laughs>